Blog Talk Radio.
I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay, so I can sit out here and waste my life away, drag back home and drown my troubles away, it's a damn shame, what the world's gotten to, for people like me, people like you, wish I could just wake up, and it not be true, but it is. Oh, it is living in the new world With an old soul These rich men know the rich men Lord knows it all Just want to have total control Want to know what you think Want to know what you do And they don't think you know But I know that you do If your dollar ain't shit And it's taxed to no end Look out for miners, and not just miners on an island somewhere. Lord, we got folks in the streets, ain't got nothing to eat, and the whole beast milking welfare. Well, God, if you're five foot three and you're 300 pounds, taxes ought not to pay for your bags of fudge rounds. Young men are putting themselves six feet in the ground, because all this damn country does is keep on kicking them down. Lord, it's a damn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me, people like you. Wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is. Oh, it is living in the new world with an old soul. These rich men know the rich men. Thank you. 
Ain't that a bitch? 
somebody doing something slick downtown. Got me wondering which is which. Might as well go outside and dig a ditch. Ain't that a bitch? Way too cold. Ain't that a bitch? Make me wanna holla. section and I had to take myself a close look now our beauty bar couldn't have made these prices with a sky hook ain't that a bitch <laughs> yes it is somebody doing something slick yeah they are got me wondering which is which might as well go outside and dig a ditch ain't that a bitch Although it's a okay. play on words, 
A R I Q U E. A freak. Okay. But it's a word. A freak in okay. Africa. We got a freak running loose in Africa. All right. And a, a freak is capable of almost anything. But well, first, Bev, let me, let me uh, thank the family, Bev. Uh, my heartfelt thanks uh, to the family. Don't don't send any more. Don't send any more money. I know this sounds strange for people to say don't send no more, but I, <laughs> I, I'm so grateful for what the people did for me, uh, and that's what I needed. So uh, I don't need any more family. Don't send me any more money. Now, I know that, again, that sounds kind of crazy, but uh, we got to stick to the things that we say and the things that we believe. So no more, family. I appreciate each and every one of you. Wow. Thanks, family. That Y'all came up when you was needed, so I appreciate that, too. That That's a major problem gone. Just that quick. And let mm-hmm. me say this, Bill, because okay. I know you're probably wondering where that white boy song coming. How did that get in there? But he was right on time, though. <laughs> yeah. It's the flip side of Johnny Guitar Watson, ain't that a bitch? Okay. Uh-huh. Johnny Guitar Watson made that song back in the early 70s. Now, here we right. are in the 20s. And if you listen to the white boy, he's saying the same things that Johnny Guitar Watson said back in the early 70s. Okay, I got to listen to it again. Babe, listen to him back to back. It'll blow your mind. Okay, tomorrow I'll play him back to back. And see, it's all about the context. And people, we already know that the mainstream media and the crazy people are going to try to turn it into some racism and white supremacy because they didn't put it out here and it ain't mm-hmm. got somebody's ass taken in your face behind it. You see, Bev, that's why I sent you the video earlier today titled Unreal. Okay. Right? I didn't get a chance to look at it. I got to look at it. Oh. I'll put it in the chat room too. Yes, please. Let me tell you the context. Okay. You got these black women that go into a Target store and arbitrarily want to shoot a video of themselves dancing in the store. And when uh, the security tells them they can't do that for obvious reasons, mm-hmm. they start racism because he called the police on them because they didn't want to leave the store. Mm. They, they own private well, we- property. Private property, Bev. They said, we just dancing. No, you shooting a video in there yeah. for your song. And it don't work like that. These were all black women, Bev. You got to watch mm. the video, family. Absolutely unbelievable. Okay? So that's racism and white supremacy. Because security tells you you can't come in here and shoot no video without the permission of the people that run the place for reasons of liable. Somebody get hurt in there, they got to pay. The store got to pay. Right? 
Look, that's right. I've known people that have walked in stores in the wintertime and slipped and failed and hollered and screamed to the top of their lungs to get paid. Now, I'm not telling you what nobody told me. I'm telling you what I know. Okay? So you can't just walk into somebody's business and start shooting a video because you want to do it. It's insane. Well, I seen um, I I seen a video where uh, a mother, a daughter, and I think a granddaughter or something. They was in one of them stores and they were dancing. So I guess and that store must have let them do it, or they did it before they saw them. And I guess other people was like, "Oh, they did it. We can do it too." Well, no, it don't work like that. No, now, no. if you do it and don't nobody you know, see you, how can they stop you? Right, right. But this was just before closing time. They feel they can go mm. in there since like a half hour or so before closing time that they can go in there and shoot a video. That still don't work like that. <laughs> it, 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 you don't have to be no scholar to understand if somebody bum rush your house and say they want to shoot a video in your house without your permission, what are you going to do? No. That is just that simple. But there's there's a level of mental illness that's pervasive in a. a a pretty sizable segment of the young people today. Okay? And that should be obvious to everybody. Beth, it's almost as if they haven't been taught anything about anything. You, you well, I think I think they might be getting uh, mixed messages or the wrong message because they letting them go into the stores, loot them. They seeing some people are able to go into the stores and film, so they just you know they get mixed messages. But like you say, they should have common sense. But a lot of young people don't don't really understand the law. Okay, then I would ask. Because you don't have to be no rocket scientist. We was young people, and we right. didn't understand fully, but we understood right. the difference between what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. You don't need to be no lawyer. This is common <laughs> sense. Yes. You can't go anywhere in this world. Because, you see, that's why that tall basketball player that looked like a dude, that's why she ended up with her ass in a Russian jail. See, because she thought she could go and do there the things that she was doing here. No, it don't work like that. When you leave this country, you'll soon realize that. Okay? And, and the other thing is, this is a recent phenomenon. This just started happening since Orange Man got elected, and they turned these young people loose with fake black organizations 
I said fake black organizations, with it, and this should be obvious as well, with a, a heavy dose of intelligence community uh, orchestration. That should be obvious to everybody now, just like it should be obvious that ISIS was created by Barack Obama from fake Islam. Could never find Israel, but they could always find some Arabs to beat up on. Some Arabs beating up on some other Arabs, but they couldn't find Israel, which is right next door to them. It's supposed to be their mortal enemy. These are things Bev, that I just assume that everybody already can see it, you know, but apparently not because it's just so obvious that Black Lives Matter has disappeared. Not a peak, nothing. With all of these mass shootings going on in black neighborhoods all over the country, not a peak. You heard anything? No. Nope. But that's not, not a, what they were created for. Now you hit the you just said the key word. They were created for. So now the question is, well, who created them? Well, when we look at the financing, we know who created them. And that's what tells you it's an intelligence operation. Financed by George Soros. Now let's expand on that. Let's leave Black Lives Matter and let's go to the body politic. Because, see, there's no difference in these uh, district attorneys coming up with fake charges, fake, totally fake, all across the board. They just make them up. Ain't no law broken nowhere. It's their interpretation not a breaking up any law because they're trying to tell you this is what they think, not what the facts say, what they think. And the whole key to all of this is to get people scared enough that they would turn state evidence, even in, in light of the fact that the charges are fake themselves. I'm going to say this, and then I'm done with, uh, you know, because I said before, Orange Man can take care of himself, and he can. I expect him to be found guilty in a couple of these places because they're Democratic Party strongholds, and the people that are connected to this thing, including the judges. <laughs> it's so crazy. Bear. The judge, uh, <laughs> I can't even get it out, man. It's so funny. The, the black judge, another black woman, I, I, again, I don't know. I'm going to tell these black women one thing. Y'all better be careful about who it is you're sleeping with. I'm using that metaphorically. Okay, because you sleeping with these Zionists, you in trouble because they're going to leave you holding the bag. 
you mark my words, Bev. Mark my words. That's what they're doing. They're going to leave them holding the bag because they're making themselves look really, really bad. And they know the stuff is going to get overturned. That ain't even no issue. <laughs> so I don't even want to go down that road because, again, Orange Man can take care of himself. Well, they but think it, that they on the side of the power. So they think that they side or whoever that, you know, their philosophy or who they represent has the power. Yeah, well, if that's the case, then again, that means that they know who it is they're working for. Mm-hmm. That means they've decided to make a conscious effort to side with them people exactly. over us. Because if you're a judge or an attorney, you know the law. Exactly. You're not the but, average item, Mike. But they're not, you know, this has been my thing from from the beginning, Bev, going mm-hmm. all the way back almost to when I started. And I said it on the last program. Black people, you have to decide if you want revenge or justice. Because if you want revenge, that's a never-ending cycle. That's what's been going on in the black community for decades. You call them gangs. Uh, one gang, get they members shot up, put in the ground, and now they got to retaliate. Do you know how long that's been going on in this city? Decades and decades and decades. That's revenge. Okay? It's a never-ending cycle. Now, if you want justice, that means that the person that did you harm uh, is forced to pay an appropriate amount, amount in either the loss of his or her freedoms, and I personally believe that they are uh, should be forced to pay restitution. That's just my personal belief, not that money is a is a, a cool cooling salve all right but i believe that prison shouldn't be um a let's get to know each other society i think prison should be hard labor that's just my opinion so when you go there you should be able or should be forced to if you want to eat if you don't want to eat then don't do the labor and sit in your cell and starve to death because you in there, chances are, because you injured somebody grievously, meaning you probably killed them. Okay? Especially when it comes to us. So if you're in there under one of those type situations, it's on you. It's not a summer camp at all. So you go in there, you go to work, and you get time to work on your mind, reading, etc. But you don't get to go in, in, uh, into the courtyard and lift weights 12 hours a day and plot on who you're going to uh, stab in the back. See? And your behavior while you're in there 
to be predicated on the length of your sentence. These are common sense things to me. All right? So nobody should go to prison and then come out here bragging about it. That's just, for me, again, that's just reality. Because I tell you, Bear, it's almost as if, and this is the current mindset of the people in charge now, they don't give a damn about nobody's laws. They feel that they have, as you stated, the power to do whatever they want to do even while everybody's looking and laughing at them because they're making themselves look like damn fools. But they feel that the power gives them the authority to do whatever whatever the hell it is they want to do. They've been doing it so long. <clears throat> Can't argue with that. I've never seen anything like this, Bev, and unlike most people, this has been what I do for decades. I've never seen anything like this, ever. All right? Well, do you think Indeed. it was done behind the scenes and now it's out in the open? No, because so I'm, yeah. I've been looking behind the scenes behind for decades. Scenes. This is a whole different animal. All right. And and the really dangerous part is for instance, if you can't see that Joe Biden giving billions and billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars to some Ukrainians, the same people that him and his son was getting payoffs from. If you can't see that that's the beginning of the first or the second impeachment of Orange Man because he asked Zelensky, coincidentally, to look into that situation. And then they went crazy. The Democrats went crazy. All right? Now, we just had major fires in Hawaii. And do you know what the court said? What? When he was asked about the, all them people being burnt alive up there, oh yeah, no comment. Being burnt alive. See, I I heard about it, but I haven't read about it. I haven't really took the time to see what happened. It's going to be hundreds of people burnt alive, mm-hmm. died from smoke inhalation. Mm-hmm. When the media asked him about it, he said no comment. And you know what he did? What? He gave each of the people uh, in Maui, because that's the island where the fires occurred, mm-hmm. $700. <laughs> While it did illegals in New York $10,000 a month. Mm-hmm. Did you hear me? <laughs> well, and to the people say, I'm mad as hell, and I'm not taking it anymore. He's going to do what he want to do. 
That's what I'm saying. Because the people is in charge, not the politicians, unless you let them. But the point is, Bev, it can't be Republican-Democrat. It's got to be what Mm -hmm. you just said, the people. Because, see, this affects all of them, and it's now starting to change. All over these Democrat-run cities, people are raising hell about all these damn illegals all over the place. They're ready to go to war here in Chicago. Because, see, this is sanctuary. And just wait. Because, see, although I know, you may know, and people in the Truth of Power family may know, who's behind this scheme to bring all these illegals into this country. Most people don't have a clue about the forces behind this thing that's facilitating this whole thing. Okay? They want chaos. That's what this is all about. Because everywhere that they've done this, that's what has transpired. Everywhere you see them bringing these large numbers of of, uh, so-called migrants all over the country, all over the world, okay, wherever you got European countries, chaos is followed. So now you can act like this is about Democrat-Republican. No, it's not. There was maybe not just as many, but there was a number of Republicans who, in fact, was feeding at the trough in Ukraine. Okay? Just like there are a number of Republicans that are feeding at the trough in China. So they don't want uh, uh, Biden's millions and millions and tens of millions of dollars coming from China to even be put on the table. They want to stay focused on Ukraine. And now, Bev, there's a consensus. Of course, we said this some months ago, that the Ukraine war ended about three months ago. Now, if they want to go and bring in another country, because they didn't, they have allowed for hundreds of thousands of people to be killed, because they don't give a damn. Wherever these people go, chaos follows. You see, it ain't about Democrat Republican. It's about a particular doctrine that's being expressed by both of them parties. Uh, in total, for the Democratic Party three quarters for the Republican Party. The only group in the Congress that's fighting back is that one-fourth of the Republicans. That's it. All the rest of them are pushing the same policies. And before this group uh, of Republicans, it was even less than that. You you didn't hear nothing coming out the Congress too much. Nothing. But giving people the illusion that somehow one group was fighting against the other group. And they go in them back rooms, and when they come out, they're all getting paid. Yeah. 
So you got one group, and they call themselves the Patriots, that just happen to be on the Republic on the Republican side of the ledger. Look, it's so bad that Robert Kennedy Jr. ain't even considered a Democrat by the Democrats. <laughs> so like you say, it ain't even about Democrat and Republican. But that's, that's what you the right there. People think that, Bear, particularly our people. They think that. You see, that's why I wanted to make sure that we got that white boy song on tonight so that when people come with, oh, that's white supremacy, that's a hillbilly. Let me tell you something. If the Isley Brothers did that song, every booty in in the hood would be (laughs) wiggling. Because it's really about the lyrics and the emotion that come with the lyrics. Okay? So you and play he that just song. Made that song. He just made that song. I'm not sure when he made it. It looked like I saw two weeks on there or something. Yeah, it's been out for about a week or two. Okay, so it's a fairly new song. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't know, you know, if he was singing it in other places or whatever, you know, before he put it up in the right place at the right time and the the damn thing just went mega viral. (laughs) Okay? And then, of course, the people who don't like it because it's criticizing the elite, the people that run the Mm -hmm. Democrat and Republican Party. And we see it right in our faces. (laughs) <laughs> That's what Orange Man is facing. Listen, I can't ever remember a politician with as much opposition who's not in office, Bear. This dude ain't in office, and he's smoking all of his competitors. They not even anywhere near him. That never happens. That only happens, and this is rarely rare in itself, that only happens with incumbents. He's not in office, and he's still beating the hell out of all of his competition. What, he got a 40-some point lead? That don't happen which is why I, I said uh, I expect this thing to be fast-tracked to the Supreme Court and they can't, they're not going to throw them away quick enough because they're trying to hurry up and get the trials over with before the election, Bev, when mm-hmm. it took them two and a half years to even bring the charges, Bev, family. It took them over five years to bring Hunter Biden's charges, and then they tried to hide them or drop them. Five years. That's impossible for tax charges. Five years there, <laughs> so that when the time comes to charge him with something, uh most of the statute of limitations on the more serious crimes have run out. 
fraud. There is fraud. There is no limitation. Bill, I'm telling you what these people have done. Okay, <laughs> this is what they were doing. They don't follow no law. Mm-hmm. That's why they're trying to criminalize thought right now. That's what they got Owens man on, where we think he was doing this. So mm-hmm. every damn it, every charge against him, Bill. This is how you know. It's conspiracy to do this, conspiracy to do that, conspiracy to do this, conspiracy to do that. That I who? think. Go ahead, Ben. Who, 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 who's saying that? When well, I'm just saying, who's saying that? The law not <laughs> saying it, then is is hearsay. I mean, do they got laws to back up they, what they doing? No. But it doesn't matter because the judges are corrupt. That's why I say it. He'll, he'll get convicted, and then there's going to be fast-tracked, right, because they want those verdicts before the election because he's whooping everybody's ass, particularly the corpse. So these I things, think- these I think through all of this, the judges are being revealed. I don't know why anybody would need for the judges to be revealed, Bill. Because a lot of us don't know who, I mean, if you're a judge and you're doing things that's unlawful and you know that this is like, like what they're doing, okay, now we can look and say, okay, well, we know that judge is not going by the law. We know that prosecutor. We know where his mindset is, or, or what, where he uh, is coming from. So now, should that same thing apply to the judges who rubber stamped, and we are now starting to see this too? Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, fraudulent election uh, returns on the night of the twenty twenty election. Yes. Is being revealed. Because I'm going to tell you right now, them judges, and this is what he hopes, okay, mm-hmm. but he, Orange Man is playing by the rules. He don't understand, or maybe he does. He does. That they're not allowed. I'm sorry, Bill, say that again. No, I say he understands good. They're playing a good game of chess. Yeah, because they're not going to allow 99% of what he wants to put on the table. It's not going to get heard. Because, again, it's not about whether he's guilty or innocent. That's not what this is about. This is about jumping on him in a dark alley at 3 o'clock in the morning and whooping his ass. And then said, and then say that he jumped on somebody at three o'clock in the morning, while he basically is the one with the ass whooping. You follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It ain't about them convicting him because they know they don't have no ground, none. It's all what they think. There is no crime. I mean, I've been saying this for every single one of these 
so-called impeachment, it's the same stuff. Look, the judge in the case, Bev, was the attorney for Fusion GPS. She was one of the attorneys for this fake operation that did the steel uh, documents. Mm-hmm. The Russia, Russia, Russia. This black judge. And she's being now, revealed. I, huh? And she's being revealed. But she ain't stepping down. She ain't got to step down. We see the people seeing her. You know, there, a it lot don't of people matter. doing research now. It don't matter. You missing the point. I'm missing the point. It don't matter. The point is, they're going to convict them anyway because they're in these fake jurisdictions where they control all of it. That's my point. So it doesn't matter whether she stepped down. By law, right, you and I agree wholeheartedly. There's no way in the world this woman should be hearing no case involving the Democratic Party versus this dude when everybody and their mama know they didn't try to set this cat up and Fusion GPS was a major part of that operation, and she worked for the law firm uh, that basically represented Fusion GPS. She ain't stepping down. Bear, didn't we just go through the little uh, crazy little white girl that said that orange man went into the hotel and raped her in the... Uh, <laughs> Not the hotel, but the clothing store, and said that orange man raped her in the uh, dressing room. Mm-hmm. Didn't we point out that that woman was totally financed and supported by the Democratic Party operatives? Mm-hmm. They ran that whole thing. What did the jury find him? What did they find? Guilty. Okay. Not a So what happened? And so what happened? He's been forced to pay five million dollars in restitution. <laughs> Have he paid? Why? It? No. Of course he's going to appeal it, which is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's going to. But how long does it take appeals to go through? You, you understand what I'm saying? But, but, so, but my thing is that's okay because they're being revealed. And so. Yeah, but it's uh, not okay. Mm-hmm. It ain't okay if you're sitting in a jail cell. It ain't but okay. They haven't, but they haven't been able to lock him up. He's in a jail cell and now. He ain't been found guilty yet. This is the first. Uh, actually, it's the second. The mm-hmm. the Florida the Florida. The Mylago raid was the first mm-hmm. one. The other one was a civil complaint. Okay, with the with the little white girl, because that was thirty years ago. The statute of limitations long <laughs> old. They went back and changed the law for one year. Remember, Ben? Okay. <laughs> the law. For one year, that gave them just enough time for her to go file this fake case 
in a jurisdiction where they know they run it because the whole damn thing is criminal. <laughs> and they found him guilty. <laughs> Bam. Wait now, watch now. Are you still sitting down? Mm-hmm. No, I'm still sitting. <laughs> You're probably going to jump up when I refresh your mind on this one. Remember, Bam, the jury for a person in Atlanta on this mm-hmm. case that was just filed? Do you remember the jury uh, for a person, the person that's basically running the grand jury? She's the head of the grand jury. Right. Went all over the damn place giving interviews and laughing and giggling. Right? Mm-hmm. And then we went and looked. And we found out that she's a real life witch. Okay. And she looks every part of it. Her social media uh, platforms had all kind of witchcraft shit on it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Remember? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what has Trump been calling all of these attempts to get him? Witch hunt. <laughs> 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 he know what he's dealing with. <laughs> you can't make this out of all the people in Georgia. They came up with a witch that's the jury for person, and no grand jury, particularly the head of the grand jury has any business on any TV programs talking about, well, I just want to interview him and blah, 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 blah. That don't happen. (laughs) Now, watch this, Bear. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, the uh, attorney, uh, the black female, Mm -hmm. uh, attorney, or the state's attorney, uh, no, the district attorney, when she files her case, she files it damn near 12, about nine hours ahead of time before the grand jury has even decided to render a verdict of indictment. They all, she already put everything up there, including all of the grand jury members' names. <laughs> on the indictment before the grand jury finalizes the indictment. <laughs> In other words, they already found him guilty and knew exactly what the grand jury, the charges that they were going to bring him up on because it's up to the grand jury how many charges that they say, yeah, these are chargeable offenses. How could they possibly know unless the whole damn thing is rigged? Right. So how can they decisions be right if if they're wrong, if the grand jury is tainted, if, if they're dirty? See, again, Bear, you're talking right and wrong. That ain't what we're talking about mm-hmm. here. <laughs> they know they're wrong. It it doesn't matter. I know this is hard for people to understand, but they're not operating on the law. 
they're operating on what they the whole system is corrupt. They've been, I mean, the whole system is not been operating on the law. The whole, so if, this, if the system is being changed, this is part of seeing what is going on. I haven't seen the system change. I've seen the system, well, yes, I have. It's changed for the worse. It's changing. Well, okay. Is changing for the worse because nobody can tell me an authoritarian system is better than the one that we have now. Because in an authoritarian system, mm-hmm. you're automatically guilty. If the state brings charges against you, you're automatically guilty. Ain't no need of no lawyer. Because it's not about justice. Period. Damn, Bill. We're talking about this system attempting to be implemented worldwide. See, as an example, if the authorities in China said you did something, I don't care how much money you got. Your ass is going to jail, prison. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because it's not about justice. It's about who has the authority. That's why they refer about- to it as authoritarianism. Mm-hmm. That's the system so that-, that these people are trying to put in place. But what about if we've always had that system too? It, we ain't always had like that hmm? We ain't always had that system. What about when the system, the system wasn't justice? Didn't you know they? Did, you, we got prime example of how they treated us when you get oh, into no, that legal system. No question. We but ain't this had is not no a, rights. No. Mm-hmm. I got it. Authoritarianism is far worse. A hundred times worse than what we went through. You know why? Why? Because it ain't based on race. It's not based on race. If we got the authority, how many of them white folks they locking up with this fake January 6th stuff that this stuff is coming out all over the place with even the head of the police saying it was conspiracy led by Nancy Pelosi? Mm Mm-hmm. And that they refuse to call this dude to even testify. They act like he didn't exist. Well, well, I think what it's showing is, it's showing white people that they've been in slavery just like everybody else. The whole system is is like everybody is in slavery. Yes, but they just didn't feel it to the extent that we did. Well, now they're waking up. They've been in slavery too. Well, we were in slavery, but we were forbidden to move around. They slavery didn't prevent, didn't prohibit them from moving around. You see the difference? They could travel mm-hmm. all over this world, right? Mm-hmm. But in, in our slavery, because we were poor, we were put in uh, little concrete and steel boxes. 
Like those 15-minute cities they're talking about. Those are prisons. That's what those are. See? And the structures that they're going to put around them so-called 15-minute cities that are really prisons are going to prohibit you from going outside of certain domains. That's prison. They say most of what you need is right within the confines of the 15-minute city. We, therefore, are going to limit control where you can go outside of that area. Now, we're talking about just in one uh, small little location. We ain't even talking about flying or driving or anything. That's totally out, out of order. Forget flying. Okay? Didn't they tell people? Didn't they just tell people you you couldn't fly without certain authority? Didn't we kind of go through that already? I'm sorry, Bill. Didn't we kind of go through that already back in the day when we had redlining? You know, we all had to be in one area. We couldn't go across a boulevard or whatever the the line was. We all had to stay in that one area. All our money was circulating in that one area. That's how they had us back in the day. Yeah, but Bear, you had mm-hmm. black people traveling from New York to move to California. You had black people traveling from California to move to Florida. You had black people going from Texas to move to New York. Mm-hmm. But they still was in a certain area where the black folks was at because you had the housing redlining and things like that. Yeah, well, of course, right. But, again, we're not I, talking I'm being, I'm being, I know what you're saying, though, but go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Somewhat restrictive. What we're talking about is your ass ain't going to be able to go nowhere. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That's authoritarian. Again, you think them Chinese people like being up under an authoritarian system where everywhere they go and everything they do and everything they say is being surveilled? No. If they could, they'd be running out of China, but they can't because they know there's a bullet to catch them before they get halfway to where they're talking about going. It was the same way with the Soviet Union. That's why they had the wall up. Okay? You go across that wall, there was a bullet going to catch you before you got to the other side. As a result, very few people uh, were able to leave authoritarian systems. Now we're talking about these people putting this thing in place on a global level. And, of course, they get major pushback from countries like Russia, right, <clears throat> which is no longer authoritarian. Now it's the United States that's mo- way more authoritarian than Russia. See, it ain't just your movement. If you look you ain't even got to be, again, no legal scholar. If you look at the indictments, it's about speech. This is what we think 
he said. Therefore, we indict them. If you notice there, in several of these indictments, going all the way back, because I, I don't really want to talk about this this stuff. So I'm, I'm trying to explain it the best way I can, because some people still think that somehow they're going to have some rights to do something. So I want people to understand you'll no longer have any rights to do anything. If they can lock up a damn president, a president that ran the whole country, thinkism, what does that say for the rest of us? Now, if you stuck in Republican and Democrat, I can't help you. I can't. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the World Economic Forum. It's called the World Economic Forum. And their attempt to put all of us in uh, what's the prison term can we look, can we use to identify this? Um, so, so would you say hmm? my maximum security? Oh. So would you say that we are in World War Three? No. Okay. Not not just yet. Because when you're in World War Three, you're gonna know it. I would say we may be approaching World War Three. But we're not there yet. Okay? Cause uh it, it don't mean they ain't trying to push it. <laughs> That's for sure. That is for sure. That's what Ukraine is all about. And again, I've said this before, Bear, but people, people still think that they somehow going to have some rights to be able to do what they did in the past. Because I'm, I don't think maybe I'm explaining totalitarianism well enough. You're explaining it. We, we got it. Then that means you won't be able to go nowhere, do nothing, say nothing that these people are not aware of. That means they can come get you. Now, see, that's why they passed all these laws after 9-11. But we got, we kind of got that going on now, not at, not total, because the state runs you anyway. When you under the state that you was birthed in, that's why they can come get your children. That's why, you know, because you're really up under the state. Yes, I would agree with that. But even that, Bev, because they're going to abolish the state. It's limited. Yeah. Yes. Okay, they're going to abolish all of that. All of the rules having to do with uh, people having what we know today as freedom. All of that's going out the window. If these people get in control, 
okay? Now, they still have to abide to some degree by the Constitution because they don't have their complete system in place. 2024 is when the World Health Organization is supposedly going to take over. When that day comes, it's done. It's done. Because what that means is you'll no longer have any sovereignty, okay? You'll no longer have any authority that the World Health Organization, I want people to understand what I'm saying here. You will no longer have authority that the World Health Organization doesn't give you. Then we kind of see that with the um, epide- the pandemic. That was a dry run, yes. That was a dry run. That was a test case. Testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. Okay? But when they come with the real thing, they're just going to start taking people off the street. They're identifying. This is why they spying on people. <laughs> and their greatest tool is going to be social media. See, all and they got to do is go on social media and look at the things people post, and then the next thing you know, somebody will appear at your house, and you'll be history. And they don't have to respond to you or anybody else in your family or any of that. You just gone. Isn't that what Snowden got in trouble about? Yes, because that Barack Obama was spying illegally on the American people. Mm-hmm. And what happened to him? <laughs> he couldn't get out of this country fast enough. Where did he go? To Russia. Ain't that interesting? He went to Russia, the so-called boogeyman. Let me tell you something, family. There's no bigger boogeyman than the United States of Israel. Y'all hear what I said? I called it the United States of Israel because that's what it is. And they have one mission, and that mission is to take you down. Don't forget, family. We started out this system of identifying the the, the uh, uh, white supremacy in blackface by pointing to what I think is the organization that's on the the front line of implementing these policies, and that organization is the Anti-Defamation League of B'nai B'rith. Okay. And they work in conjunction with the CIA, FBI, and Mossad. There ain't no difference between them. And this is what we've been laying out, trying to show you. They have an objective. Okay? And that their objective is to neutralize the power of white people. And everything that comes with them, this is a historic battle, goes back thousands of years. 
This didn't just start today. All right? And that's why I like to use the analogy there when people start talking about the Illuminati. Well, who in the hell created the Illuminati and what were they created for? Oh, Adam Weishaupt, a Jesuit priest? Well, actually, he was Jewish. But he didn't practice Judaism. Or did he? Was he practicing Zionism before it was called Zionism? This is not a joke. All right? If they could put somebody like Barack Obama in office and have black people jumping up and down screaming like they just won the grand prize game on Bozo Circus, that for me, that just let us know how far, it let me know how far behind we really were. That ain't been so long ago. Last week, we got into Chef Boy R.D., a real dead. R.D., real dead. <clears throat> this week is all over the place that they running Michelle Obama for president. <laughs> is it real or is it memorized? Because some people say it's Michael. So is it Michelle or is it Michael? I, I don't know, but it doesn't really matter. The mere fact that these people act like Michelle Obama is some kind of icon. See, Bev, I remember what was being said about these same white people who mm -hmm. hate Joe Biden right now. That's why Orange Man is whooping everybody's ass. Because the white people have got a whiff of Joe Biden, and they don't like what they smell. They know what he's full of. Well, Bev, go back a few years ago and look at the environment that wouldn't allow Hillary Clinton to be uh, a poor actor, a master builder, but he was a poor actor. But even he whooped the ass. Why? I'm going to tell you why. All you got to do is shake people's minds up a little bit. Barack Obama, after telling everybody to kiss his ass, basically said any school that didn't allow for trannies to go in little girls' bathrooms, right? He would take money away from them. And these white women went off after several little girls got raped by trannies in the in the girls' bathroom. Remember that? Yeah. That's why Owens man got elected. That was the spark that started it all. And it was directly aimed at the attitude, the attitude, this kiss-my-ass attitude of Barack Obama. Because that was his attitude.
So see, beneath it all, he was really fighting for his life. You see? You, you got to look at the context of this thing. This dude has been in the closet. And he dying to come out. <laughs> he ran for office, basically saying marriage is between a man and a woman. By the time he's ready to leave, marriage is between two women, two men, uh, two men and a small dog, uh, two women and a mule. Totally changed. Or did he? No. He was who he was when he ran in the first place. Remember, Bev, this situation with Larry Sinclair, where Obama is, is having sex with men, now it comes out today, mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, that he had these dreams about having sex with men. No, <laughs> your nasty ass was bending over way back in the 90s. Go ahead, Bill. No, I, I wasn't saying that. With Larry Sinclair, and that's just one case, okay? Then we find what? out. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Bill. No, I was just saying, wasn't him and the preacher, what was the name of the preacher that was there? Uh, they all, I heard that the preacher and the choir person, it, I mean, that church was known for, uh, you know, same-sex right. relationship. Yeah, it was, he was running the down low club. Yeah, yeah. But that kind of thing has been going on here in Chicago, and I'd be willing to bet you it's not just Chicago. Oh, no, this it's here, too. I'm sorry, Bear, go ahead. No, I say it's here, too. Some of the um, big churches that's here, they're doing that down low, too. Yeah, but the thing is, it's a brotherhood for them, so they don't tell on each other. <laughs> it's like a, a group of gangsters with these preachers. Mm-hmm. They would not criticize each other, particularly if they're all big. Yeah. Now, the little churches will attempt to criticize the big churches, but the big churches... Man, they ain't had his own get called out by no other big preachers down in in Georgia. Eddie Long got busted out by some little boys. Not the church. Okay? They very much on the side of the rainbow. <laughs> They, they are the rainbow. Because they've been wanting to come out too, Bear. I know it. So it's been going on. Yeah, Obama ain't by himself Mm-mm. when it comes to him uh, basically having men stick him in his booty. He's not by himself by a long shot. <clears throat> uh But I tell you, the other component to all of this is the intelligence community. We've been saying for decades that the CIA run this country. And after all these decades, we're finally starting to see people say that because it's so obvious. 
and I, look I, who thinking about the FBI. I was thinking about uh, Hoover. What about him? I mean, he ran the FBI, didn't he? He was gay. Uh, allegedly, he allegedly ran the FBI. Okay. To see, he was so compromised, just like Biden. Was he running the FBI, or was the mob running him? Because right. they had the photograph of him and Clyde Tolson uh, honeymooning. <laughs> okay? And back in them days, that was really a no-no to be open about, you know, your sexual orientation. So you know he will lost his job, but there, he never lost his job, man. Stayed there until he died. He didn't retire. He expired. He couldn't get away from his expiration date. So, yeah, he wasn't the only sissy. It was a bunch of them. But the thing that tied them all together was they kept it behind closed doors because they had to until Obama. Obama comes and opens them damn doors. And from that point on, all hell is broken loose, even with Clinton with the don't ask, don't tell. You didn't have this. And remember, he picked the openly gay lesbian, Janet Reno. Prior to that, uh, there was no lot of talking about somebody being a, a lesbian or homosexual or whatever. They were in all the administrations. But they was behind closed doors. And every now and then when they would do something outrageous, like under old man Bush's administration, right, they would get outed. But for the most part, them sissies stayed in the closet where they belonged. Until Obama. And it just really, it makes us look ugly. And this is how I feel with the black women pushing this Zionist agenda. But that's, it's designed that way. What do you mean it's designed that way? To make us look ugly. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I can go with that. <clears throat> But we got to be smart enough not to bite. Yeah. See, that's what, this is on us. Yeah. That's why we're exposing white supremacy in blackface. And now we're just at the point of a freak in Africa. I said this a few months ago, Bill. I said, look out for Africa. I said this right around the time that I said that 
Syria that uh, uh, I got all these countries in my head. Syria, Iraq, Iran, Libya, because some of the stuff that I've been studying is just just mind-blowing. Okay? Ukraine. I said this around the time that Ukraine, I said Ukraine, the war was over. I said, look out for Africa. And I gave specifics on what you're going to probably see in Africa. And I said, one of the things that you're probably going to see is a rebirth of so-called ISIS. There's several other fake CIA-run and trained so-called terrorist organizations that disappear like Black Lives Matter until they need it. And here we are. All of a sudden now, ISIS is back in Africa. After being totally wiped out by Orange Man. Now all of a sudden, they back in Africa. Why? Because they need them there as the impetus for the CIA and the military establishment in general doing their dirty work in Africa. And that's why you see under the last, in the last couple of years, coups going on all over the damn place. And I've had these discussions, and they were small discussions. We even had a couple of conversations here on this program about African people in this country. And I keep telling people, don't try to make these African people in this country uh, uh, symbolic of all African people. I know too many people in this country who live in Africa. They come back here two, three times a year, but they live there. They ain't having them problems. Because what you see uh, in this country, for the most part, are the well-to-do Africans who have the wherewithal to come to this country. That would be like me trying to equate all black people with uh, Cardi B. All black women are Cardi B. No, I don't think so. So we got to be smart enough not to fall into these traps because we get categorized by people who come to this country and already have preconceived notions of who we are because there's been no interaction to any degree among us except for maybe in passing. If you ain't had opportunity to sit down and talk with African people, about how they view us and how we view them, then you're going to expect to have problems. All right? But they got their Negroes just like we got them. 
So I'm trying to point out to people that many of the African leaders, I shouldn't say many, say a sizable number of African leaders are neocolonialists. They put there by the system of white supremacy to make sure that Africans go nowhere. And now it's starting to play itself out because the African people, and I would say a a large piece of this is because of the Internet. (laughs) Again, quite interesting, the very instrument that they uh, were going to use to submit their system of control, and it's still going to do it, or at least try is the very thing that now uh, is causing interaction uh, between African people all over the globe. Okay? The important thing to understand within all of this is what we really, really dealing with here in terms of these African leaders and by extension their countries who have like a preferred card and are allowed to come here. If you want to understand who I'm talking about, look at the Africans who are allowed to come here freely and have been allowed to come here for a long period of time. Okay? And you'll know who I'm talking about. They have large communities here. And I can hear them right now, right? I can hear the family. Uh-oh, he got to be talking about them Nigerians. Yes, I'm talking about Nigeria. Nigeria full of Negroes. They do the bidding of this government. That's why they're allowed to come here in large numbers. Okay? Now, It ain't no broad indictment on all Nigerians. It's just to point out the obvious that there are certain African countries that are run by neo-colonialists because you'd be hard-pressed to find a country with more juice in Africa than Nigeria. And that's why, because they hooked to their butt with the United States. Okay, you you look at the the African countries that were ready to go and fight Niger. Unbelievable! Just ready to go and fight against Niger because they overthrew a, a French puppet. Should say French slash CIA puppet. And some of us have known that this has been going on in Africa for decades now. This ain't new. We just have more and better means of communication so we're able to get the information because a lot of times when these things were going on, the media wouldn't cover them. You see, or you just get one point of view, and that's the CIA's point of view, and nothing else. But now... With the Internet, you can go online and get all these, the background on this stuff, if you choose to. And you can see it. And I'll be honest, it's frightening. 
because then you can just take that template on what they're doing there and lay it right down in this country, and you see fake Black Lives Matter, just like you see fake Boko Haram. Totally fake. And you can lay it right down in this country and see the same thing. And then you can take it and lay it down in other countries and see the same thing. Man, oh, man, anybody, anybody talk? You know what happens to them. They get Chef Boyardee. I know people still looking into that situation there. There's some people that ain't getting up off of that story. Okay. Right. Uh, I think that, again, time has given us the opportunity to go back and reassess who Barack Obama really is. Because he seemed to be at the forefront, or his name seems to come up, even though he ain't seen. I ain't seen him. But his name keeps coming up and stuff. And now somehow they think that his wife is going to be the president. I don't know what they smoking, Bear. <laughs> I really don't. Because, again, the reason that you got this government going just absolutely crazy over the orange menace is because he's a phenomenon. Do you know how difficult it is to stop a phenomenon? It's damn near impossible. Uh, some time ago, Chuck and I had this little conversation. I think he had called in. And I pointed out, man, there's nobody that's been indicted this many times. I can't think of a mafia boss. <laughs> this many indictments. Okay, no crime, no no dead body. <laughs> These people, look. This is what we stopped off last week, family. We were in this article, and it was laying out uh, how crossing Obama can be deadly. And we were getting into some of the people who uh, were in the company of Barack Obama and knew things about him that they shouldn't have known. I knew that dude was snorting cocaine. I didn't know he was smoking crack. Okay, so that was a new one on me. Anybody that pulled up that article uh, uh, dealing with the biography of Barack Obama, we said back then, Bev, back around 2015, 2016, because uh, it was written about that he had to decide whether he wanted to be straight or gay. And I said back then, who does that? How do you decide 
if you want to be straight or gay. I don't I don't know how you do that. No. And then, you know, they tried to say that he was bisexual. And my definition for bisexuality has always been a confused homosexual. And I think that accurately describes what he is. Now, that opens up the whole thing with uh, Michelle, uh, what, what did you call her there, Big Mike? Yeah. Yeah, that opens up another discussion on Big Mike. But I ain't—I keep saying I ain't got no evidence on Big Mike or Michelle. I ain't got no evidence on that, so that would just be my opinion. Here we got people testifying at the National Press Club with documentation and witnesses. Okay. And we also have a large number of unassigned dead bodies. The only thing they all seem to have in common was they had dirt on Obama. So we were talking about Stephanie Tuff Jones, for instance. Okay. That's where we left, left off at. Okay. Uh, she was a Clinton delegate, dumb as a box of rocks, and was doing the bidding, like Hillary, of the Zionists. And they protected her until Obama came along. Then in the article, oh, by the way, that article was from TreasureNet, TreasureNet.com. Okay. Hollywood producer Patina Viviano, Bill Clinton directly told me Barack Obama was not eligible because at the time, family may recall, Hillary was starting to open up on Obama, calling him a, a, a Muslim terrorist and uh, depicting negatively him in African garb and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> What's the and name of, course, of that article again? Crossing Obama can be deadly. Okay. Okay. Uh, then they point out that uh, that there were caucus death threats in terms of the body politics. And that that was reported by Jerome Corsi. Hillary supporters, untold Obama horror story, allegations of intimidation, manipulation, and sudden death, like Bill Gowatney, a close friend of Bill and Hillary Clinton, and a Clinton super delegate at an upcoming convention in Denver, was fatally shot in 2008. The shooter had a post-it note with a mystery uh, phone number on it. Okay. Then, of course, we had Stephanie Tubbs Jones found dead in 2008. Uh, she's from Cleveland, and she was a super. She was a super delegate as well. 
and one of Hillary Clinton's most prominent black supporters found uh, in her car unconscious. Uh, who can forget Obama's grandmother, Madeleine Payne Dunham, died two days before the general election. That reminds me of Bill Clinton's mama. Flew up her, uh, flew up to see her for one hour alone. Okay. Next thing you know, she did. Lieutenant Quarles Harris Jr., a key witness in a federal probe into passport information stolen from the State Department, was fatally shot in front of a district church. And of course, as we pointed out there, one of the key figures who was supposed to drop some major information and decided not to because he was being encouraged to run against Obama was none other than Orange Man back then. Some of us may remember. I do. Okay. Then you got Christopher Kelly. And I remember this one vividly because it was right here. And many of us were saying that that was an obvious mob hit. Okay. He committed suicide. As I recall, he over he OD'd on a lot of pills, taking a bunch of pills. Anyway, he was under pressure, and this was one of Blagojevich's top guys. So they were trying to get him to testify against Blagojevich. Again, who Orange Man, right, pardoned. Now, they got Blagojevich for pay to play. Now, if they're going to use that metric, then how is it that the court ain't in prison? Because he openly running his mouth about paying the play and got bank accounts all over the damn place based on pay to play. Then, Bear, watch this one, Bear, because this guy keeps coming up. He's a super brain kind of guy. You may not remember. His name was John Wheeler III. Do you remember this guy, John Wheeler, who uh, was running around in the middle of the night with one shoe on and one shoe off and ran into a hotel room or ran into a hotel and said people was trying to kill him? And he had one shoe in his hand and one on his on his feet. And then they found his body in a in a uh, a dumpster. He didn't spend the, the evening. His car was somewhere totally away from where he was. And they found his body in a dumpster. Then we find out that he sits at the top ranks of the intelligentsia in this country. Look at where he was found, Bear. John Willard III, former presidential and Pentagon aide, was found in a Delaware garbage dump. Mm-hmm. Now, Bear, I'm going to give you one guess as to what senator is from Delaware. <laughs> Bingo. 
they say Willis and his wife came out and said point blank that the government murdered her husband. And she wasn't one of those quiet type of wives. She just laid it out there. Okay? They say Willis' cell phone discovered the cause of death released in Willer case, and Willer case, blunt force trauma. Willer's cell phone was found in a taxi, and his family wanted information. John Willer was assassinated by a hitman in a targeted killing, his widow claimed. Who killed Jack Willer? Then, of course, we got Donald Young, the openly gay friend of Obama's, uh, murdered and uh, was a member of Trinity Church in Chicago. Then we have a key witness in Obama's passport fraud case. See, people forget all this stuff. Time has a way of making you forget stuff. Okay? Uh, Donald Young, they say, was murdered on December 24, 2007. Then they say all three homosexual members of Obama's Trinity Church were murdered within six weeks. Larry Bland and Nate Spencer, two other black members of Trinity Church, murdered at the same time. Then they say the mother of Obama's murdered gay lover speaks up. Okay. Then they supposedly have a video with it. I didn't watch the video, so but I remember dealing with this when it came up and she didn't stutter when she said she believes that Barack Obama had her son killed. Okay. Then we got Beverly Eckert, a continental flight victim, uh, was a 9-11 widow. She was at the White House with Barack Obama, part of a meeting the president had with relatives of those killed in the 2001 attack. And then here's another one. People here in Chicago are very familiar with this one because this one didn't make no sense. But I always thought this guy was kind of strange. He was a very light-skinned dude with green eyes. Okay, his name was Michael Scott. Uh, he was one of these guys that got involved in politics and thought he was going to use it to serve him and his friends. And it worked for a minute. But what he didn't quite uh, understand was the role that the mafia, the mafia, the mob. I ain't talking about the Italian mob, although they still here in Chicago. I'm sure they doing hits, you know, here and there, but they ain't got the juice here no more. Okay, it's the Jewish mob that basically runs this city. Okay, they say Michael Scott. Although Chicago school board president Michael Scott's death had been ruled a suicide by the Cook County Medical Examiner's Office, Chicago police characterized the case as a death investigation and have not concluded that Scott's death was a suicide. Okay. Uh, he was subpoenaed to testify before a federal grand jury looking into the admission practices of Chicago's elite schools 
and he was also under scrutiny over the Olympics-related real estate dealing. Again, this would take too long for me to get into, but Chicago was going to be used as a major venue for the, the Olympics during that time. And people were jockeying to buy up uh, areas. Of course, they were in the black community. A lot of us were against it, okay, because we saw it for what it was. It was a land grab. They had specifically targeted black neighborhoods. And somehow the wrong people or the right people, depending on what side of this thing you on, got wind of what was going on. And when they saw the layouts, they saw that the things we were being told about this being a land grab situation was absolutely correct. And people rose up against it. Okay? Uh, And some people didn't like that because they had invested money that the Olympics coming here, remember, Barack and Michelle Obama went and made lengthy appeals to people, okay? Uh, And the people wasn't having it, okay? Because prior to Barack Obama running for president, he was basically an unknown commodity. He almost didn't exist here. Okay, found Michael Scott's body down at the Chicago River. Uh, As I recall, face down uh, along the side of the Chicago River. And that was supposed to be a message that these people didn't take kindly to you saying that the the, uh, acquisition of the uh, uh, the land, okay, because they paid big money to move people off parcels of land. And they were led to believe that it was a done deal. And then Michael Scott couldn't come back and tell them what happened. And as a result, they introduced him to heavy metal. That's Chicago politics. Matter of fact, that's national politics. So anybody that want to be in national politics Got to be out of their damn mind, orange man. This ain't no game. This ain't no game. These people will kill you. Well, some people, some people say orange man is is the mob boss. So you got okay. these mob boss against other mob boss to take over. Okay, I've seen, again, I look at that dude, and I've seen some of the accusations, seen nothing concrete, nothing. So uh, it's like Michelle. i got to have more than what people think, and that's fine. You know, everybody got their opinion. But i got to come with something to be able to make that big of a leap. Was he paying off monsters in New York? Who ain't paying off monsters in New York? Hell, the politicians in New York, Mario Cuomo. Hell, I wonder how he get that name. Okay. Then we got Ashley Turton. 
wife of the Obama administration's House of Representatives liaison, Dan Turton, was found dead in a burning car. I, will, I remember we covered this, Bear. Uh, in her burning car uh, uh, on a Monday morning uh, with roll call and other news outlets reporting, reporting it. They said fire officials said it appeared the car crashed and it was pulling in or out of the garage behind a row house in the Capitol Hill neighborhood of Washington, D.C. at about 5 a.m. Neighbors dialed 911 after spotting the fire. The body was discovered after fire crews doused the blaze. Now, I just want to know, how the hell does your car catch on fire because you backing in or out of your garage? They say nobody in the house was injured. Ashley Turton worked as as a lobbyist for the utility giant Progress Energy, according to Politico. She was a former for U.S. Representative Rosa Rosa DeLauro, a Democrat of Connecticut. Then you got uh, the Rahm Emanuel connection to the deceased Ashley Turton by way of ATF investigations. Uh, they say she crashed under the influence. Don Sylvia, Sylvia uh, this is another one. They say she, she was drunk and crashed her car. I still don't know how that causes a fire coming out of the garage or going into it. Because I saw the pictures. This is only a few years ago. Then we got Dawn Sylvia Stasewitz, Obama's first dog handler, died at 52. They said she was rumored to be salaried at over $102,000 per year. Okay. Then you got Mama Lois Anderson, 79, and her 15-year-old daughter, Zelda White. The two U.S. women aid workers were shot dead in Nairobi, Kenya, 2008, and they were the retired Presbyterian Church missionaries of Pennsylvania, known to thousands of Africans. The suspected killers of the U.S. women who were traveling in a car with diplomatic license plates uh, were allegedly shot dead by police later. They were well known for their work. There's speculation that they possibly had knowledge of the birth and care for Barack Obama in Kenya and were later murdered to cover their trail. When murdered, the husband had his full wallet, which the thieves or carjackers never took. And there was never a connection made to the said attackers that the police uh, later on shot dead. But they blamed them for the double homicide slash carjacking anyway. Their church was burned in 2008, possibly to destroy any possible birth records. Then, Police Chief Mohammed Hussein Ali 
was later removed from office by Obama-supported Kenyan strongman Odinga. All possible witnesses ended up dead. All possible records of the care of infant Obama burned in the church fire, and the public official responsible was put out of office. Then you got Sarah Berkeley, who was the author of the Jihad at the Ballot Box, a look examining uh, a book examining Obama's relationship with radical Islam, died in a mysterious car crash in 2003. Then you had Russell McDougall, former FBI operative, uh, known to hold sensitive information about meetings Barack Obama had with armed smugglers. His wife was murdered in March 2006 after he went public with his initial report. So they let this dude know, shut your mouth. He wouldn't shut his his mouth. They killed his wife. Then they killed his father. Okay. Four hours after McDougal presented his findings on the Savage Nation. That's uh, I think his name is Michael Savage, the former. Uh, he may still be a Zionist radio host, who they call the. Excuse me, I don't know where that come from. Who they call a mega, I mean mega racist. All right. Uh, he suffered administration, administrative retaliation after reporting discussions by jihadi groups concerning Obama to his superiors. Then you've had Rodrigo Villalopez, a television, a television news cameraman who shot the footage of Obama describing small-town voters as bitter and clinging to their guns during the primary season. Then you have Brian Goring, a defense attorney for Obama patron, Anton Resco. Uh, Resco was the other end of the uh, 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 real estate scam uh, that basically was on hold by Blagojevich, okay? Because he could have brought that whole thing out and it would have wrecked Barack Obama. And Blagojevich just, again, he was hooked up to this criminal criminal complex here in the city. He married into a very well-known um gangster white boy family named Richard Mayo, okay? His wife, I'm talking Lagoyevich, is no shrinking violet. If you ever see her, you know she run her mouth a great deal. That's because of the family that she come from. This dude named Richard Mayo, M-E-L-L. Y'all can pull up his name here. I'm sure you'll see some brown stuff associated with it. All right. Then you've got Mercedes Hughley, one of Obama's many white female conquests while at Harvard, filed sexual assault charges against Obama for date rape in 1990. I guess a, a booty wasn't available. 
They say because date rape was not considered a crime like it is today, she ended up dropping the charges. Two years later, she's found dead of an apparent cocaine overdose. Oh, this one here, I love this one. Tamika Hill, a former secretary for Obama's office in Chicago, was murdered on July 6, 2005 at a rib shack in the South Side. Hill had spoken off the record with a reporter from the Chicago Sun-Times about meetings Obama had with black militants in the city. She was murdered before she could ever be properly interviewed. That ain't the one. There's got to be another one here. Maybe it's later on in the article. Uh, Hassad al-Sharif, FBI informant, reported to his handler in January 2001 that he he had a tape uh, of a person named Simply B, Hussein meeting with 9/11 hijacker Mahatma Atta in Prague. He was later found shot dead in the basement of a mosque in Dearborn, Michigan, in October 2001. Then you got the Sarno childhood classmate of Barack Obama when he attended a madrasa in Indonesia. He was found with his head cut off in a Jakarta alley in 1970. Many children at school attributed Rahardo's murder to the young Barack Obama. It was likely done as an initiation ritual since Islam demands that a boy spill another's blood before the age of 10 to prove their loyalty loyalty to Allah. Then you got Reverend David Manning, former head of the Trinity Baptist Church in Chicago, was murdered during the apparent uh, robbery of a catfish restaurant in 1972. Shortly after, Jeremiah Wright took over as head of Trinity and many passion of parishioners who later left the church suspected Wright in having a hand in Reverend Manning's death. Decades later, Manning's son, Jamal Manning, was found dead in an apparent crack overdose in 2004. It was rumored he was going to bring evidence of Wright's complicity in his father's death. His testimony was timed to coincide with Obama's first Senate race. Then you've got Christopher Hargrove, a former lover of Larry Sinclair, found dead in a hotel room of apparent autoerotic asphyxiation in January 2001, was said to have been enraged when he found out that Sinclair had cheated on Jackson with Obama in the back of a limousine. To get revenge, Jackson planned to release digital pictures Sinclair had taken of the encounter on the Internet. You're talking about with Obama. Curtis Pookie Jackson, a Chicago drug dealer, was the subject of a police investigation in which he was suspected of funneling money to Obama's many various community projects, 
killed in 1998 in an apparent gang murder. Then there's Kenyon, head of Obama's senatorial security team in Chicago, gunned down in his car at a deserted intersection outside of Grant Park in 2005. Now, that's really spooky, family, because I don't know how you could be in an isolated area in Grant Park in your car on the street. Okay? They say Kenyon's son, wait, wait, did I miss something here? Gunned down in his car at a, yeah, at a deserted intersection outside of Grant Park in 2005. Kenyon's son said his father was building a dossier on Obama. He allegedly threatened to reveal this information. After he died, the files were mysteriously removed from his house. Then we got Sheila Ball, a Washington, D.C. madam, died from a gunshot wound, reported to have a black book of people containing names of influential people who visited the prostitutes in her brothel. One of those names was was allegedly Barack Obama. Then we've got Keyshawn Moose, uh, I'm sorry, Foon Cowworth was found dead of of an apparent heroin overdose in 1997. He's reported to have ties to Reverend Jeremiah Wright. Uh, I think this is the one I like. Yeah, this is it. Uh, Lashana Martin, 26-year-old mother of five, a Cabrini-Green resident with a history of substance abuse. Two of her co-workers at the Blue Peppermint Gentleman's Club that she would have to quit work because she was pregnant again. She strongly implied that the baby daddy was Barack Obama. The next week, she was reported missing. No body was ever recovered. But Lashana has not resurfaced since making those remarks. Bill Ferguson, senior aide to Barack Obama, found dead of an apparent heart attack. Then we've got Gandhi Ball, attorney for Obama friend, uh, Anthony Resco. This is the real estate guy. Died by falling out of an 18-story window of the John Hancock Tower in January 2003. His client was a convicted Chinese spy. Then we've got, here's another very interesting dude, Larry Grasswald. We just learned that Larry Grafwall was found dead in his Cincinnati apartment. Colleague Doug Hagman wrote emails to the Canadian Free Press this evening. Many of us are in shock tonight, Tina Trent wrote in her blog. The lifelong courage of Larry Grafwall brought him legions of fans, many of whom would be heartbreaking upon hearing his news. And then they close by saying this. Journalist Michael Hastings, 
who was killed in a fiery Los Angeles crash in June died of traumatic injuries as a result of the accident and had traces of drugs in his system. Okay, that's according to the LA coroner. So now, that's quite a lot of bodies. Okay? Because I'm a little older than Obama, but I've been around large numbers of people. And it's just rare that people that are that close to you, many of whom, almost all of, ain't hit 60. Most of them didn't hit 50. Okay? To have that many dead bodies around you and you ain't in the funeral home business means that you're under suspicion. That's just what it is, family. Okay? And I don't have any compunction by saying Obama is the epitome of the system of white supremacy represented in blackface. Crystal clear to me. Okay, Others may have their own opinion, and you have a right to it. But again, I don't know anybody outside of a funeral home that's got that many dead bodies lined up around them. He he passed the Clintons. Say that again, Bill. Did he pass the Clintons? Because you know they got a oh no, 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 no. dead. Okay. Oh, the Clintons been at it uh, (laughs) longer than Obama. The Clintons were killing people back in the eighties. Okay. When he was the governor, because he couldn't stop sticking that. Uh, cocaine up his nose. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I'm gonna skip Jamie Foxx simply because he's an entertainer, and I'm trying my best not to talk about no more entertainers, particularly the black ones. All right. But suffice it to say, uh, he is what he wrote. Take it down. Quote: This is what Fox wrote. They killed this dude named Jesus. What do you think they'll do to you? Hashtag fake friends. Hashtag fake love. And when the Old Testament saw it, they went off on him. And here's what he responded with. Quote, I want to apologize. Oh, by the way, this is from IsraelNationalNews.com. Jamie Foxx apologizes to Jewish community over comments. Actors and entertainers and the problem with them is you don't never know when they're real and when they're not. 
Because, man, they'll turn on you in a heartbeat. And I never understood this thing about fame and wanting people to worship you. I I don't get that. I've never gotten that. Okay, I know there are a lot of people who do really crazy things to get it. But I just want people to understand that when you look out there looking for fame, you looking to get it, chances are it's going to get you. And again, that especially applies to us because we do ridiculous things for us. and do equally uh, ridiculous things to try to keep it. Here's what he said, family, quote, I want to apologize to the Jewish community and everyone who was offended by my post. I now know my choice of words have caused offense, and I'm sorry. That was never my intent, unquote. Quote, to clarify, I was betrayed by a fake friend. And that's what I meant with they, not anything more. I only have love in my heart for everyone. I love and support the Jewish community. My deepest apologies to anyone who was offended, unquote. All right. So this dude just damn near died. All right. And before he can get his health and strength back, they already got him down on his knees. Now, here's the other article that I won't even claim to deal with because it's just ridiculous to me. Like these people have a monopoly on pain and suffering. And nobody's pain and suffering pains their pain. Everybody else's pain got to take a back seat to theirs. Well, one of the first groups that came out and made him to get out on his knees was the American Jewish Committee. Okay. And, of course, you know the ADL is in there, too. They always are. Okay. Now, it's in the, oh, here, here's what it says. Newsweek reached out to the ADL for comment and was directed to CEO Jonathan Greenblatt's post on X, formerly known as Twitter, that read, quote, truly appreciate I am Jamie Foxx reaching out and confirming privately what he also said publicly, his message of love for the Jewish community is crucial in this time of rising hate. We are stronger together, unquote. So his handlers must have told him to get your ass on that phone and call all these Jewish bigwigs and tell them how much do you want them to suck. Okay, do I have to suck the whole thing or can I just suck a little bit at a time? Because that's basically what Jamie Foxx did, Sam. Now, I'm not making no excuses for him. 
Okay. He only have love in his heart for for everyone. Now, that's as psychopathic as you can get when you just said that you were talking about uh, that tweet was for uh, people that offended you. You didn't like it. <laughs> so now, you, then you say you only have love in your heart. <laughs> Man, I, I just know, damn, I don't get why these people are so scared of these people. So they hold the, they hold the purse string. And they like that flow of money. Uh, did they hold Kanye's purse string? Yeah. Did he get out on his knees? No. Okay, just checking. I think a lot of it has to do with your manhood, if you got any. Well, most of that's the first thing they take away from them when they go to Hollywood. They they make them put on that dress and get on their knees. That's the first thing they have to do. And then we should treat them accordingly. Don't expect no guppy to swallow no whale. Now, I don't expect him to swallow no whale. Okay, but if you're a guppy, act like you're a damn guppy and don't act like you know whale. Get out the way of the whale. All right? Uh, and again, for those who didn't hear, if he goes back to Hollywood, after bitching and moaning, uh, you know, cryptically, because they had all this stuff about, oh, Jamie Foxx, they tried to kill him, and y'all saw the videos, Ice Cube out there doing Jamie Foxx videos, and, you know, he talking around the corner, so you got to go around the corner and decipher what he's saying, because <laughs> they all sit open their mouth and say what they really want to say. Now, y'all correct me if I'm wrong here. But we all know who they're talking about or who they're not talking about. Okay? And I can't tell you how important that is. Because then we go, and I'm going to put some of the other stuff with the communists in here because it belongs in here too. Because see, Back during the black liberation struggle in the in the 50s, they tried to make it appear as though the African leaders were basically becoming communists <clears throat> because they accepted weapons from the uh, Soviet-slash-socialist bloc. Well, who else is going to give it to them, Israel? I don't think so. No. Those African leaders were fighting against oppression and the real system of white supremacy. So it wasn't about them becoming no damn communists. It was about self-determination. And that's why I don't come down too hard on organizations like the Black Panther Party and they running around out here with uh, 
Chinese literature that somehow it's the it's the all within all of of the freedom movement because Chairman Mao and he fought Mao worked for the intelligence community. Okay, just like his predecessor, Chiang Kai shek worked for the intelligence community. Just like Fidel Castro worked for the intelligence community. Y'all seeing some patterns here? Just like Saddam Hussein worked for the intelligence community. Just like Manuel Noriega worked for the intelligence community. Y'all seeing some patterns here? Maybe we can, and take an excursion into Africa, maybe if we go to Africa, we'll be able to identify the system of white supremacy in blackface. Or is this just a freak in Africa? Well, first of all, let's go here, because I was extremely surprised, because if I don't go take a look, I'm not going to know. So I, of course, went and took a look. And just like we've been saying that Boko Haram and uh, what's the other one? Uh, Man. Can't think of the name of it. It'll come to me if not today, tomorrow. A Boko Haram is just like ISIS and uh, Al-Qaeda, all intelligence front groups. And then I saw this, family, and I said, yeah, maybe people do see it. U.S., Israel, behind Boko Haram and ISIS, says al-Bashir. Now, this article was written in 2015, family. It's from the cable, the cable.ng, U.S., Israel, behind Boko Haram and ISIS, says al-Bashir. Who's al-Bashir? Here's what the article says. Sudan President Omar al-Bashir has alleged that the American and Israeli intelligence agencies are responsible for Boko Haram and ISIS insurgency in Africa. Now, I told you a few months ago, that's what you're going to see come right back into vogue. And as we speak right now, that's the pretext that's being used by the intelligence community and the military to be able to go and step up their covert activity in in Africa of forming coup d'etats and this kind of thing, because that's what they do because they're all over Africa, family, to put their people in place to make sure that China and Russia doesn't get the kind of foothold in Africa that they expect to get. I don't think it's going to work because Putin has already forgiven uh, several African countries of their debt. And not only that, he said, if you ride with us, we're going to give you free food, free wheat. I don't know how you're going to be able to compete countries like Russia and China because they don't come to Africa 
with an AK-40 in one hand, right, and a bayonet in the other. China and Russia has come to Africa with economic slash military incentives. We'll train your military, we'll sell you weapons, and we'll build you infrastructure, which is what Africa needs. The United States come with Africa with people like Victoria Newland, one of the most infamous, nasty Old Testament buzzards that ever disgraced the damn planet. Everywhere she goes, death follows in abundance and has been following her since the 1990s. Victoria Newland. She just tried to go to Niger and tell them to reinstall the government, and they told her to get your nasty ass back where you came from. Okay? So now here we got uh, Omar Bashir basically uh, pointing out that y'all been duped. They say in the article, according to Bashir, the CIA and Israel's Mossad are behind Boko Haram and ISIS attacks in Africa. Speaking to Euronews in an interview, al-Bashir said no Muslim could do what these sects do, suggesting that it was the intention of the U.S. and Israel to increase enmity against Islam. Quote, I said CIA and Mossad stand behind these organizations. There is no Muslim who will carry out such acts, unquote. See, family, you tell me if that ain't the same thing that we said. It was obvious that these people that they was running around talking about were Islamic radicals were just as far removed from Islam as I am. Okay? And that's why they were wearing masks in the desert. Who in the hell has their face behind a mask in the desert? Somebody that don't want you to see their face. Now, they go on to say, earlier, Lebanon's Hezbollah group has also claimed that CIA and Mossad were behind the terrorist sect in Nigeria. Oh, there's Nigeria again, Syria, and Iraq. They said the 71-year-old also spoke as regards the Human Rights Watch that 200 women were raped and abused in Sudan, stating that these claims were, quote, opposition-run and Israel-funded. Now, I know everybody should find that interesting, right? Because they were pitting Christians against Muslims in Sudan, and they wanted another Hutu, uh, what was the other group? Uh, Hutu versus the Tutsi. The Hutu were the shorter people in stature, and the Tutsi were were really short for the Watusi. Okay? These were the very tall Africans, very tall. They got together 
and met each other halfway. Because <laughs> they had no other choice. You got these little people, they, they called them, I think it was the British, who referred to them as the Hottentots. Okay? The Hottentots. Anyway, let's go here, family. Boko Haram is a CIA covert operation. This is from a WikiLeaks release. And, of course, WikiLeaks is the only organization I know of that has a 100% accuracy rate because they can get it straight from government documentation. Okay? But they ain't never been wrong. Never. Maybe that's why Julian Assange has been basically in jail for got to be 10 years or more now without committing any crime. Bill, we started out this conversation talking about people not committing no crime and being charged as criminals when the criminals have committed all kind of crimes and out here walking free. Julian Assange is one of those people. No crime whatsoever. They tried to set him up in an orgy with two little white girls. One of them worked for Mossad. The other one worked for the CIA. I think the one that worked for Mossad uh, said that she worked for Mossad and wasn't going to press any charges against him. But the CIA want him because he exposed uh, that Obama, uh, Obama's military, were basically killing people just for the hell of it in Iraq. Can't have that. Can't have the people in this country finding out that your your country and your president is a closet homosexual killer. As soon as he got in office, he started drone striking people, killing wedding groups and all this kind of crap, killing U.S. citizens. Uh, uh, Their daddy may have been wanted for whatever the reason, so he just killed the daddy and everybody else around him. And that was before. Uh, he and his buddies bombed the hell out of of uh, Libya. Just blew the whole country up. They trying to tell me that Michelle Obama is this beloved icon. I don't know where that come from, but I got a sneaky suspicion it's more propaganda. Because outside of uh, the world of academia, which will host her, uh, I don't see anything. Okay? <clears throat> now, let's go on with this article from WikiLeaks. They say... <clears throat> Wait, that's from... What is, say that article again. Boko Haram is a CIA covert operation. Okay. From WikiLeaks. Okay. They say 
We've already been relegated with reports provided by WikiLeaks, which identified the U.S. Embassy in Nigeria as a forward operating base for wide and far-reaching acts of subversion against Nigeria, which include, but not but not limited to, eavesdropping on Nigerian government communications, financial espionage on leading Nigerians, support and funding of subversive groups and insurgents, and sponsoring of divisive propaganda among the disparate groups of Nigeria and the use of visa blackmail to induce and coerce high-ranking Nigerians into acting in favor of U.S. interests. You see, family, the very thing that I told you relative to many of the Africans that come to this country, they come from countries that have a preferred card, okay? And so they should not be judged as a metric for all Africans. That's a huge continent, huge. No more our women should be judged on the likes of Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion and these other nasty little monsters, okay? No, that's here, but it's not indicative of any African women I know. Uh, I'll use this term even though I hate it of any African-American women that I know, okay? I don't know no women that act like these women. I'm not saying they're not out here. They are. But I don't think that's an accurate portrayal of a large number of uh, African women in this country, okay? I would love to tackle that component of African people and set up a dialogue session where uh, their heads about where they are, okay, and they can pick ours about where we are because sometimes it takes them a couple of generations before their children uh, turn out, if they live in this country for any significant amount of time, they turn out to be Nigerian niggas. And they've been here long enough now. I happen to know some for over three decades. Outside of the Nigerian name, you can't tell the difference. they Nigerian niggas. Okay, family? Now, they're going to say this. But beyond what we know from the WikiLeaks report, what many Nigerians do not know is that U.S. Embassy's subversive activities in Nigeria fits into the long-term U.S. government's well-camouflaged policy of containment against Nigeria, the ultimate goal of which is to eliminate Nigeria as a potential strategic rival to the U.S. in the African continent. Y'all get it? Nigerians think that they got a preferred card, right? They think that America loves them. 
That's why they are, they are visa-friendly. Don't take a long time for them to get visas to come to this country as opposed to other African countries that don't have that preferred card. But what they don't understand is the United States is cozy enough to them because they want to remove them first. If they look like they're going to become a threat to the United States because they because so many of them are able to come here, they're able to open up various kinds of businesses and things like that and do importing and exporting and those kinds of things. And then, of course, as a uh, part of the residue of that, you have a, a pretty large contingent of black people from this country who moved uh, to Nigeria to live. And, of course, uh, the other part of that residue is Nigerian men when they come to this country, but, and most of them don't have the women with them. Uh, they marry black women, right? That's been going on for decades, but specifically with Nigerians. And so that's how they were able to become citizens through marrying black women in this country. All right? But it's all a trap. That's the key thing. Because Nigeria is being used as a staging ground for all kind of devilment. It ain't the only one, but it has been a long-term one. Okay? Now, they're going to say, according to a WikiLeaks article on ACRI, which portrays the ACRI as a counterweight, ACRI is A-C-R-I, but which was set up by the U.S. to instigate mistrust in Nigerian-dominated ECOMOG. Okay? That's another one of them Nigerian organizations. I used to know the name of it. I meant to look it up, and I didn't look it up. Probably I'll have it for you tomorrow. ECOMOG. They say the sense of Nigerian-led anti-American opposition was first observed during the Bush administration when Nigeria, without support from the West or UN-led, the first ever African intervention force on peacekeeping missions to Liberia while at the same time engaging Sierra Leone in forced peace combat with predominantly Nigerian troops being spearheaded by then-military general Ibrahim Babangida, or Babangida, Babangida. In this regard, the report further recalled Nigeria's role in helping to liberate the southern African countries in the 70s and 80s in clear opposition and defiance to the interests of the United States and its Western allies, which resulted in a setback for Western initiatives in Africa at the time. Both concluded with a recommendation that the U.S. government, in conjunction with its allies, should seek to contain the growing influence of Nigeria in the sub-region by forming a parallel organization to ECOMOG. But in order not to unduly alarm and antagonize Nigeria, which the report admitted still had considerable influence in the region, 
the U.S. government was advised to go about this, this uh, go about this using quiet diplomacy and instigating false propaganda. Years later, the CIA, while task, tactically taking advantage of the growing sectarian violence in Nigeria, recruited jobless Islamic extremists through Muslim and other traditional leaders offering training indirectly to the group by the use of foreign-based terror groups. Okay? So now, here they go. Here they go. They got Nigeria dancing on the string, family, thinking that because they got a preferred card, let me put it like this, thinking that because you push uh, Old Testament policy in the House, right, the House of Representatives, simply because you push this policy in the House that somehow you in the House. I hate to disappoint you. You ain't in the house. Let's keep going. Exclusive. CIA and Mossad are behind Boko Haram and ISIL, says Sudan's president. Again, they're just quoting Bashir here, right? Uh, So I won't bother you with this article. It gives a little background history on Sudan and what happened with it. How did it get to be in the position that it's in? If you notice, uh, like Somalia, they broke a piece off. This is how these white people rule, divide and conquer. So all of a sudden, about 10, 20 years ago, uh, Sudan is now fighting Sudan because they want you to have a northern Sudan and a southern Sudan, like a North Korea and a South Korea, like a North Vietnam and a South Vietnam. Same people, but they got you fighting each other while they're the ones really controlling the levers of power, like black Democrats versus black Republicans. Just a little bit, family, from the historical perspective, from Euro News, okay? Here's what they say. They now have to give you a blow-by-blow account. Al-Bashir is saying some things he shouldn't be saying. He's exposing what ISIS and Boko Haram, and I wish I could think of that other one in Africa. There's two main groups. They're both run by the intelligence community. Here's what they say about him. Born in 1944 when Sudan was under Anglo-Egyptian control. Well, what the hell is Anglo-Egyptian? Well, that's the alliance made by uh, uh, the British. Okay, family? Anglo-Egyptian? Well, sometimes the slave just automatically takes on the identity of the slave master. It happens, particularly if you've been enslaved for a long period of time. They say he pursued a military career and served in the Egyptian army 
in the Arab-Israeli War in 1973. He was also involved in the fighting against armed groups from southern Sudan in the early days of that civil war. He took control of Sudan, then Africa's largest country, in a military coup in 1989, later appointing himself president. This is going to get real interesting, family, uh, as we go on here. And again, you will see that this uh, white supremacy and blackface is not a local phenomenon. It is a global one. Okay? Then they say Bashir became the first sitting head of state to be indicted by the International Criminal Court, that's out of the UN family, on charges of mass killing and rape in Darfur. Then they go on to talk about the Republic of Sudan. They say, between 1899 and 1956, Sudan, incorporating modern-day South Sudan, was under joint British and Egyptian administration, although in practice, as Egypt was a protectorate of Britain at the time, Britain maintained de facto control of Sudan. Egypt surrendered its theoretical sovereignty over Sudan following the 1952 Egyptian Revolution, a tactic designed by Egyptian nationalists to force Britain into relinquishing its control of Sudan. This succeeded and Sudan became an independent state, Africa's largest until South Sudan's independence on January 1st, 1956. Now, I know some of you drawing these parallels here as we're going through this, okay? And that's a good thing because, yes, uh, that's why we pointed out early on that the CIA basically runs this country. If you're watching 99% of the news media, I feel sorry for you because you're being totally indoctrinated by the CIA. There's so many of them agents on all them major news channels. I can't understand. Anybody can watch it. It's not subtle. Then we got Darfur family. They say when Britain and Egypt took sovereignty over Sudan in 1899, they allowed the region of Darfur to run itself as an independent sultanate. However, in 1916, Britain incorporated Darfur into Sudan to prevent it from falling into the hands of the Ottoman Empire in World War I. South Sudan gained independence from Sudan on July 9, 2011, six months after a referendum into which the overwhelming majority of the electorate in southern Sudan voted in favor of succession. Okay, ready to go. Okay. Again, important takeaway here is now we have two sources, even though it's the same person pointing out that, wait a minute, it's the United States government in conjunction with Israel that's running ISIS and Boko Haram. How does that happen? Very easily. It's been ongoing since before the end of World War II. Let's go here, family. Violence has spiked in Africa since the military founded AFRICOM, Pentagon study finds. 
Oh, this is deep. This is good stuff here. Okay? Because now you really get to see it. Now other people starting to take a look at it. Because they see that behind that blackface is the real system of white supremacy. Okay? Did you hear that, Obama? Behind that blackface is the real system of white supremacy. Okay? Violence has spiked in Africa since the military founded AFRICOM. Let me read that one more time because you might not have understood it. Violence has spiked in Africa since the military founded AFRICOM. This is from a Pentagon study. It's from theintercept.com. How much time do we have left there? Oh, uh, here, um, four minutes. Wow. Go, go ahead and get your information in there because we're not going to finish this tonight. Okay. Uh, we're going on the, on the telephone in four minutes, 323-642-1586. Push number one if you uh, have a question or a comment. And uh, thank everyone for your donation to Dr. Robert X. And yes. um, don't send no more. That... <laughs> <laughs> Who says that? <laughs> when everybody is saying, send more, send more. <laughs> No, 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 no. We don't. No, he needed it for a Pacific purpose. He got his roof. He got that Pacific purpose, and he That's he's done. That's right. And again, uh, I, I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart, family. So no, I won't go any further, Bear. We pick this up tomorrow night. If we got uh, the family want to uh, come on in, uh, I'm sure they got some things to say. But tomorrow we're gonna blow the roof off family, because if you okay. don't see it yet, you will definitely see it when you get through these next two or three articles here. All right. So let's see uh, who we have here. This is Mike. Mike, you're live. Hotel, y'all. Hotel. Man, you, you done covered a lot of ground tonight, Rob. I don't even know where to start at, man. But uh, no, we started, Mike. Huh? I said I know it. We just getting started. I mean, yeah, you covered a lot of ground, and um, unfortunately, for most of the people that look like us in America, it don't make no difference because they they just they through, bro. They just they they can't see uh, beyond their nose, man. They really can't, and, and it's sad, <laughs> you know that. Uh, we still have to live in in a situation where we got the majority of the people that look like us dumb as hell, don't have a clue, don't even understand why. And I, I would imagine a lot of white folks as well don't even understand why they really after Trump. It's because he went in there, he messed their money game up. Yep. You know, he just disturbed their money-making uh, apparatus. And yep. they ain't going to have that. But I think they're going to be in for a big surprise here. Uh, they keep pushing, pushing, 
and uh, uh, they're going to have a real insurrection instead of that phony shit they had January 6th. Yep. And uh, I'm going to end it with that and uh, let another caller come on. Hotep. That's in the comments, Brother Mike. Hotep and better love. Hotep. Thank you, Mike. Better love. Yeah, I agree. I agree with what Mike's saying. Now, I'm just going to expand on that a little bit, Bear. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell Go you Because I think the numbers are far greater, just like he won in a landslide uh, in 2020 when he's leading at 3 o'clock in the morning by over a half a million votes. And then all of a sudden, in, in, in key states, just the key states, all of a sudden, the election machines break down and water mains supposedly break only in the key states, the swing states, where he's kicking butt and there's no way he can lose. But all of a sudden, after being up 700,000 votes by 6 o'clock that morning, he down 10,000 votes. I think the people in this country are going to get, uh, say enough is enough, and uh, I don't know which side people are going to be on. All I say is be careful what you wish for. Be real careful, because it ain't going to take much for people in this country, and it's to be understood, because these people... Uh, the ones that's in the shadows hiding the Old Testament, it's obvious that they are they hate because they feel that they are chosen, even though they Satanists. It's the whole Christian thing versus the Jewish thing. They feel like they got the upper hand, so they're going to crush anybody that comes to basically expose that upper hand. That's what we see going on now. It don't matter who it is. They will attack you. And you will know who it is because all of the major spokespeople, well, not all, but the vast majority of people you see speaking (coughs) for the incarceration of Orange Man and anybody else like them, always Old Testament. Go ahead, Ben. And somebody uh, in the chat room said that um, they was in when they was in Iraq. Uh, it was some guys causing problems, and when the police took their head uh, guards off, they were British. Uh, who? A uh, bear. Acting bear. like they were. Uh, acting like they well, were them. Mm-hmm. Iraq. Mm-hmm. Remember six feet seven inch. Head chopper? Yeah. I forget what they called him. A Baghdad something? No, not Baghdad. Was it Baghdad? Baghdad Bob. Guess what, Bear? What? Come to find out he's a member of the British military. Mm-hmm. And all of them was fake videos. So I'm definitely feeling what the person in the chat room was talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Kwame, you're live. Hotep and better love. Hotep, Hotep and, Kwame, better love. And, and, and Brother X. You know, you went way back down 
in memory lane there talking about Bozo the Clown and, and Cookie. <laughs> I tell you, boy, you, 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 Mike was right. You went way back. <laughs> you know, that was kind of funny, though, because Bozo and the Simpson after they, they came off in the 80s, and he became the uh, the voiceover for that that clown that played in The Simpsons. And oh, so I, you know, this whole I'm, system oh, of things, right? The whole system you of things. Gonna, originally, I thought you was talking. You was going to talk about uh, 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 Cleo's back <laughs> and Cleo's moves. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, that that was uh, I forgot the name of the group, but don't get me to lying. So Yeah, but what looking at, you know, Orange Man and, and this whole thing, do you see that most of the, the cases of the people that they put out to get him are black women? Yep. You know, and I I'm looking at this going like, Okay, here in Georgia, the sister in New York and yep. so this whole thing is is that Trump's record and and his family background, his family his his family background, other than all of the other folks, even Obama, because Obama wasn't really African American. His mother was white and his father was was Kenyan, so yeah. basically she was German and and his father was African. So he wasn't like Michelle. Michelle was original African-American, you know, descendant. But the part that you have is this Trump family never owned slaves. All of the other folks, even Biden's folks, were slave owners in their lineage. So the part that when you're looking at, you're looking at history, it kind of tells you that he's not the norm white person. He's he's stepping out because he's saying that okay I ain't all this old money and and y'all made y'all wealth off of slavery and that part no 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 he, he yeah his father ran a brothel and and those things went on that he came from out of the country and he wouldn't marry American woman the part that we're seeing is is that they're making an example because what he's doing or what he's done is is that he's been able to show America who America is. This is why they don't want CRT. Yep. They don't want you know, disclosing the whole truth of how this country came to have its wealth and its power. And even when you got to the part about, you know, Abbott down there in Texas and, and the whole prison system that they run in, in Texas, one of the largest prison systems, the institutionalizing of their guards had to go because they were they were devout racist, white supremacists. Right. So what they did was in changing it because a lot of them started going to prison. Guess who they went over to the continent and decided to give visas to all the, the Nigerians that they could get come and be prison prison guards in Texas. Wow. So you got Africans coming from Africa to be guards over the majority of the population is, is brown and black people. So right. now you got the new overseers coming to be over us from the continent. And many of these women, Brother Kwame, they're that's not what they basically bring either. Right. But that's what they basically bring in the women and then you look at the whole thing of demasculation 
in the in the incarceration system, which is the new slave trade. So the part that you're looking at is, I here in Georgia, I I get so tired of going into a store seeing these women walking around here with prison uniforms on. I mean, prison guard uniforms, because this is what they're doing. They're putting the women against the the, the brothers. And then yeah. you turn around here, then you take the black woman and you put him against this one white man. So they're, they're trying to show, you know, the cause this division between the black woman and the black man. Yep. Yes, you know, we've got a division. But the thing is, is that if you go back and look at what could have been done in the time that we came out of it to the time we are now, we're doing worse than we did when we came out. That's right. So, you know, that was a, that was some great information. And the other part of Chicago in itself is, you know, it's a it's going to be the hub of this next whole 2024. I believe to in Chicago because remember 68 was the Democratic convention. The Democrats are going to use Chicago again because now it they're trying to make it a cess uh not a cesspool, but they're trying to make it a a place of terror. That's right. And the convention is is here, and they're talking about running Michelle Obama, and the only thing that's more prominent than her on the Democratic Party side are Kennedy. History repeating right. itself. Right. And you then you okay you got you got Kennedy you got King, now you got yep. you got Michelle and now you got another Kennedy. Because yep. Kennedy is old money, and they made their money off of what? Prohibition. That's right. You know, they, they got a, a new uh, series out called Painkiller and showing how these corporations or pharmaceuticals made this Oxycontin and how they promoted it and how they, they got the government to give them the legalization to put heroin on the streets and sell it right out, right out of pharmacy. So yes. you know this whole this whole system is 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 falling down, and you know, like Brother Eddie always say, pop your popcorn and sit back and watch the show if you can stand it. Yeah, but you know we've got to know that we've been through a lot, and being elders, we know we only got one other place to go to become an ancestor. The part yep. of us is is what you do and what others elders are doing. Is talking and giving as as many uh, factual points that we lived, not so much what we read or what we heard, is what we lived, and being able to say those experiences in which we lived is here some of the key things that we can point to and say we live to see and we live to see that. Yeah, brother Kwame, so, you were the yes, you were the last person I heard mentioned. The School of the Americas. You remember that? Yeah. Down here in Columbus, Georgia. Stay that, tuned. That's that's the... Go, ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm no, saying the School of Americas is because this is where they did all of the training of these covert leaders that they put into other countries. That's right. <laughs> Noriega was here. The, the, that's the, right. the one they went down there and got the cocaine and put him in prison. All of them were trained right there in here in Georgia. Do you remember who was one of the main politicians that they used to 
allegedly break that whole school up? I can't remember top of my head. Who was that? Edward Kennedy. Okay. That again. And Edward Kennedy, what did he do? Because they they had they had uh, that woman over him where he got drunk and killed and went home and turned around there and woke up and they found her body. Yes, that was so Kopechnik. Yep. And so they had that over him that he had to do their bidding. That's right. But history again with the Kennedys playing a prominent role because Robert Kennedy is throwing straight up cold water all over Big Pharma. They can't right. do battle against him, so they have to do what? Censor him and shut him right. down. Oh, yeah. If they, you know, and that's part of their plan is that they come in and make your offer. If you don't take the offer, then they put a threat to you. If you, if they, if you get through the threat, then they just go ahead and take you out. Because you just right. named how they took everybody out that would be any threat to Obama, Hillary, and then because they have to have a, their their secrets kept because mm-hmm. they don't want those people coming out and disclosing. So what they do is, is eliminate you by any means necessary. That's right. Well, we got the school of the Americas. They didn't shut down. They just relocated, my brother. But here in Georgia, and this is what they're talking about, the city, that that they're building this city in Atlanta. They're building this police city. That's that's just a template of what used to be down there in Columbus, Georgia. Yes. It's ugly, man. You wait until tomorrow till we get into all the coups, these African trainees that have been sent to various African countries. 29 bases. Yeah, 29 uh-huh. bases in Afro Afrocom. Remember when they put that out? Back oh yeah. Afrocom and then the 29 bases and why are they all looking at Niger? Have you noticed what bases in Niger? That's the drone base. Yes, that is correct. They have their main one of their main drone bases is in Niger. And the other one is in Nigeria. Coincidence. As well as the African Central Bank. They want that, right. if my memory serves me correct, in Nigeria. Yeah, but you also had the thing that they're having with, with okay, they had the coup in Niger, but they're having an uproar because they can't get an election in Haiti, in Haiti. But what they're doing now is what? They're sending Kenya soldiers there to, to police the Haitians. Black That's on black. Right. Black <laughs> on black. Yep. And where, and did, where did Obama's father come from? Nigeria, wasn't it? Kenya. Kenya. Right, right, right. Well, Kenya is another one of them African countries British. that got a... Uh, got a uh, uh, go ahead, Kwame. Yeah, it's British. It's, it's, yeah. it's British because Jomo Kenyatta... Then you had Kwame Nkrumah, Patrice Lumumba, and uh, those ones, and, and Julius Nerera in Tanzania. Yes. Those ones, because Kwame Nkrumah was the first one to win independent. Then Jomo Kenyatta did the Mau Mau, 
and they did overthrew the British. Then you had Julius Nerera overthrew, and then when he when he the thing that he was, he was a teacher, a professor, and when he did was when he became president, he's the first thing he says: "Whosoever educates your children controls your future," and he would not let children be educated by the British system. Ain't that interesting? All of those brothers were basically removed, if not killed, from office. Yes. And mm-hmm. and look, these same places are hotbeds for so-called neocolonialism right now. But the thing that you know why Africa is so important right now? Mm-hmm. 70% of the 18 to 30-year-olds are on the continent of Africa. This is why they're dropping the extraterrestrial fiber optics cable around Africa because they've got to get that fiber optics into that continent in order to get that market of young people, but also to keep control over the minerals that's coming out with this electrical and technology system because all of the minerals basically coming out using for all this technology is there in the continent. Did, did you ever get the opportunity to uh, to listen to or read up on the end results of the vast majority of the minerals that come out of Africa that was done by Zier's Miles? Yeah, when, a, when he wrote the when Zier Miles wrote, he remember he was the one that was supposed to disclose the AIDS thing. Yeah, and the whole if that's the same Zier's Miles you're talking that's the about, same one. Yes, right, Zier's Miles, and and what he was showing was is that the continent of uh, Gil Scott Harris said, "Whosoever controls your resources control your world." Africa is the world's pocket of resource. That continent Absolutely. alone supplies the planet. Yes, and I've tried to point out to people that the first two wars wasn't actually about Europeans. It was about who won't control the resources coming out of Africa based upon the Berlin Conference. Yeah, 1884 in Cal Bismarck, when everybody, every country came in there and divided Africa like a pie, even the United States. That's right. Little Mississippi, little Mississippi, people don't know about what is little Mississippi. During the Civil War, they were sending free Africans or free Negroes to Liberia and calling it Little Mississippi. That's, That's right. What before it became Liberia. It's oh, amazing, brother. Thank you, Kwame. Thank Excellent. you. Better love. Okay. Better love. I look for part two on your commentary tomorrow after we get through with this other piece here. Go ahead, Bear. All right. Better love. Better love. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh. Five one two six two nine. Yes. Okay. Hotel family. Better love. You know I'm getting kind of tired of the. Every time I look up, there's another sister clowning for these Democrat, communist, regressive, liberal. Loonies. Me looking like I support that shit. Yep. 
that's the idea. And that's just what they I don't want know us to think. If you touched on Fanny Willis, I couldn't remember you know, her Fanny. name. Yeah, the the one so-called whatever out of Georgia running yeah. this shit show. Excuse my language. Legend affair with some some game. game I'm like, really? That's what so, I heard. Yeah, I posted on, you know, I got a true social account, you know? Yeah. And I guess somebody, I guess the two, it was two sisters. I guess the ones down in Georgia that kind of got exonerated and all that jazz. Well, I guess Trump, he posted a post about we got to catch the riggers. <laughs> You know something, my brother? We had an alderman here in Chicago who ended up going to prison because she got hooked up with one of the main leaders of the Blackstone Rangers, uh, later known as the El Wookin. And she was giving them off when the police were going to coming and zapped on them mm-hmm. and they ended up doing a raid on her and she ended up going to jail. So it's not unprecedented. This happened before. Yeah. Always, like you say, getting left holding the bag of dirt and everybody else that's got the real caliber, they in the wind. Yep. You would think that and... they would see this, man. And history is replete. <laughs> I guarantee you many of these sisters if you ask them, they'll tell you point blank that they're Christians. They're good Christians. Yes. I, I, I run over this time to time where if somebody, and I go and I look at their site, and it's a bunch of clowns, mm-hmm. and they'll have, like, Christian and all this stuff, and I'm like, yeah, well, I don't think you're really reading the Bible like you should because, I mean, I'm not saying, well, what's with the the whole, I'm going to put you through something that I went through that was not too much of a justice to me. You, you follow understand what I'm saying? It, yes. I don't understand Why? this behavior. Go ahead, family. I'm sorry. Yeah, you, I mean, you can go ahead and interject. I, I have no... No problem, but it's just that I don't appreciate this behavior that I'm seeing. And you got to know is some people walking around, they never, they don't talk to me. They don't know me. So maybe they think that I'm the, you know, I'm going along with this shite cut too. Yeah. And I don't go along with this. And now I have to, I 25, 30 years, tearing down stigma and stereotypes. And now it's like you just got walked back 60 or 70 years. You know, some it would be different if they were specific about yeah. what it is that they claim to be fighting because they're really <laughs> fighting anything, okay? Yeah. Everything is being given to them. They, they haven't fought for anything. No. You come up during the 60s, you talk to some of them sisters, that was involved with the Black Panther Party in the 60s. 
Mm-hmm. Man, them was sisters. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what these things are we got out here today running around thinking that they some kind of political experts and ready yeah. to go to war with a system of white supremacy that they can't even identify. <laughs> or because they're inferior Democrat, communist, overlord, single them out when they were young. Oh, let's give them a scholarship. Let's put them through college. But you're going to have to dance with us when you get out. While at the same time, they're telling them point blank that you as a female, and this is what's really perplexing. You got the black woman go to the Supreme Court that can't identify what a woman is while women are being attacked like nobody's business. They literally are telling women that they're obsolete. And if this don't piss them off, nothing should, brother. Do you know what they refer to the vagina as? Uh, A a bonus hole? Ain't man. Did, Did you sisters hear that? They refer to the vagina as a bonus hole. Some some of this stuff I have to like. I don't. I think it was Stacy Plaskett the other day. Yeah. I, I had something in my hand and I'm listening to her, and I about damn near dropped what I had in my hand because she's sitting there listening to I guess Robert Kennedy. And it's like she, you did hear the man say what he said, right? I heard what he said. What? And it was like piece of glass. Or I don't know, good actress. I don't even know you're here. Well, I missed that last part. Say that again. It was like she just treated him like a, a piece of glass. Look right through him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's amazing. They they just they want women to hate men, uh-huh. okay. While at the same time, they're very much into self emasculation. It's the mm-hmm. damnedest thing I ever seen, and I don't know who taught them this stuff. But I, I'll say this, my brother: mm-hmm. it's, it's our job to bring them back. You know, in the last two or three years. I've met about two or three sisters, and either I got kicked to the curb or I had to, you know, kind of back out because I'm I'm not going to sit here and entertain your fantasy with some TDS. I'm just not understood. Understood. We're in a hell of a situation. Seriously, one sister kitty corner from me. Life coach, she told me, well, Chris, I got to move out. I can't afford to keep my trailer game here anymore. Mm-hmm. I said, well, why is that? Well, I'm not making any money off of my business. I said, well, you know you, you had some money in the bank when the guy that you claim that you don't like so much that you want to see his tax record. Well, what's, what's going on now? Name me something Biden has done. Ain't naming them. But old Trump is the racist. I'm, I'm really I don't know what to say. Well, thank, 
Well, I'll catch Thank you. you guys. Yeah, all right. Okay. Comments, Thank you. Family. Thank I'm you. Quote no Bill Clinton. Yeah. I'm going to quote Bill Clinton. <laughs> I feel no pain. Hotep and better love. Hotep. All right. Let's go to 413222. Hey, Hotep, better love. I'm smiling okay. right now, Beth. How you doing, brother X? Man, uh, I'm going to steal from an old school friend of mine. Whenever somebody asks him how he's doing, he say without. <laughs> Good one. Good one. So I'm um, going to have to be an adversary just to have a little fun for the shakeup of the show. Okay? Right. Can't be an advocate. Mm-hmm. Can't have too many advocates. We got to be able to think, you know, across the lines, okay? Yes, sir. Okay, so here we go. All right. This is the best I can. Um, the AG of Georgia. Yes. Maybe she was informed of how to attack an individual who sat in the presidency as a private man serving mm-hmm. excuse me. Sat in the Sat in the presidency of a public seat as a private man. Private. So they said, right. okay, you want to be private? We're going to sue you now. Mm-hmm. When you sit in the public seat, now everyone knows who you are as a representative. But Trump sat as a private man. Mm-hmm. You understand? So when you yeah. sit like a private individual, and if there's any, <laughs> I'm glad I'm smiling, I got more to do. If there's any foul-ups, well, put the suit upon the private man. Right. That's what you're dealing with. I get Next it. one. Oh, thank you. Next one. <laughs> and when you say of the uh, African diaspora of the individuals, uh, like, uh, I guess who you said you you uh, well let me just go on and say Kenya. I'm gonna say with Kenya, right? And Kwame said if they educate your children, then they understand your future, right? Or they they I guess they destine your future. I don't know. Let's go where I'm going. So that's why they have the Mandela Award, and Anthony Blinken has invited those Africans who now sit in the collegia seats with all the scholarships will be the new math and science students. Mm-hmm. I didn't know Mandela liked uh, math and science. I thought he was into just politics, a.k.a. as a cleric. Right. That's Lucky okay. So, right. But they have an assortment of different nations, whoever joined, the British Isles, as a loyalist, those children of Africa get to come and sit in these seats. Right. Number three. Number three. <laughs> so all these changes coming, and I, I oh the bankruptcy that they're I say they're trying to cause. They're saying mm-hmm. because America, as you and me speaking now, I don't believe America no longer is a republic. Well, if it's not a republic and it's democracy, a democracy of what? A democracy of business. So if anybody comes in 
through a contractual uh, notion of thinking you want to do business in America, if there is debt, you're in charge of fixing that debt as you come in to contract. Hawaii, all those people are saying they're getting commercial people bidding on the land already. 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 So if they do it in Hawaii, why would they do it on land? Remember, D.C. contracts, why wouldn't they do it here in America? So I'm saying as we... As we keep thinking in the republic, it hasn't been a republic since 1870. It's really been a democracy of business, a fascist country. Everything's for sale. Yes. They're doing it in Utah. They're building a 15-minute city in Utah, and they're building one in Cleveland. (laughs) Here's the next thing. Thank you for bringing back to my memory of the 15 minutes. So the 15 minutes is not so much of slavery but to make their numbers smaller because all those commercial buildings, they're going to try to turn them into residency, and they're going to create colonies again. So who's ever with the British Empire, a.k.a. Charles, who said now is the time, they get to have in a smaller denomination all the things that's incorporated in the colony. Everyone on the outskirts will be considered to be the enemies of the state. So when you go inside, let me get out of the way. When you go inside, that will be the garrison where everyone will be entitled to. That's what the train, the the trains and everything, because we have to make it smaller. It's too vast. And those who want to reject anything, put them on the outskirts. And those who line themselves as a loyalist, a.k.a. the Tory, look that up, T-O-R-Y, they can stay inside the 15-mile radius, which is easier to defend. How about what you're talking about in terms of, uh, Chicago uh, being a uh, uh, a haven for Indonesian royalty or Pakistani. Okay, or- see, we're going to we're going the same direction. So they'll they'll <laughs> flood it with the new AKA. This is this is so good, man. I'm just having fun while I'm doing this. So now they'll flood it with the new because you cannot find the a.k.a. refugees of domestic who really own the land were flooded with new refugees, watch this, and keep everything with the illusion that we're willing to give you the paycheck until we set everything up, ship your ass out to the outskirts, and as everything is set up through the commercial buildings turned into residential, so those havens now will become colonies. For those who have the 15-mile radius because it's easier to feed those who are willing to uh, be loyal to the empire because, oh, let's go to that, that gill. Bev, are you liking this a little bit? Because I'm trying to say the business I'm, mindset I'm, of it. I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. <laughs> so when you see these actors on strike, they're not on strike so much of using AI. They want to know how can they been uh, ousted, like my man, I, who you ever seen at the Oscars, 
uh, people sitting at the front table, uh, Denzel and the rest of them sitting at the front. So the Actors Guild, which is a union, has been dismissed by the British Empire acting. How many movies have you been seeing of films that's not really of our people? And if our people do be in the film, they have to contract with someone on the outside other than the guild that was a fraternal order inside America. See, we got to remember these 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 fraternities, which were guilds, which is no more. I'm just trying to make sense of it now, which was no more than origism of how the beginning of the Emancipation Proclamation, how they took over from us who've been here, we didn't know the language. So now those guilds, right, are being closed down because Charles is dismissing them. Yep. And those people who were thinking under as a republic didn't know that America, and I forget what Bev said, it was a fidelity or something. And and I'm trying not to confuse this, but the likes of thinking as a republic hasn't been a republic since when? A damn since the founding. So as they use this corp, this, this corp, corpocracy of this corporate study, now we're all asked out, all of us, because the new, remember I said the colored man? Remember they used to call him that? Now they call them colored people. Foreigners are colored people who will be loyalists to the British Empire. United Nations. I can clearly see the city of L.A., the downtown L.A., is only <laughs> inhabited by Chinese, the Chinese elite. <laughs> you got to remember, because when Obama, that's good, because when Obama was in office, he toured the Pacific to show the Chinese of all the things they could incorporate while they would invest in America. They were invested yep. in America while while Obama was here. People just that didn't see it. The Indians, the in- India, they were investing. So here's the big question we need to understand. Since when did NGOs become in charge of Americans? Uh, oh, that's a Ready? recent phenomenon. It, it ain't Ready? no more than 20-some years old. Got you. But you Ready? 501c4s. Yes. Charity yes. under the notion of if you believe that this is truly charity for those who are in need, a.k.a. the needy, well, because Black Lives, all of them, because you accept our charity, you have now turned over your vote in infancy and we're, we're able to say how your government should work. Non-government organizations. Klaus Schwab came out point blank and said that in the near future, there will be no elections. So, no so, so, so that, these are some of the things I'm looking at, whereas in, I, I think this is the Mali game because they knew we were, Beth, they knew we were waking up. So now oh, yeah, they definitely. go and hide in corporations because it's easier. So who can find the bouncing ball to where the revenue really is? Because I guarantee you, Charles is going to say, I'll buy up a lot of that debt also. Because he's already that, bought up parts of America instead himself. Of three cards, instead of three, they added another card. 
Now it's four car <laughs> If not five. <laughs> hey, listen, I do I want to share that because I got to be, somebody needs to be the devil. Because if you're not doing this thing the right way, it, 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 so I say in conclusion, the heartache is once again, they're trying to keep this enactment of being in charge of a land that they don't own. Yeah. Exactly. Through 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 contractual language that we don't understand to this day. Oh, Beth, I got one more. So that mm-hmm. whole of that, uh, what is a woman? Well, mm-hmm. the homosexuality started with the Germanics, aka eighteen. Look it up, eighteen fifty-seven. They brought it over here, um, going somewhere, eighteen sixty-eight, um, which were I don't know that the we call them the SS. But that's how far back it was going when they were wrestling with the homosexual thing because women were given the rights women of color were given the rights over women of men, seeing how the emancipation never gave that man his opportunity. Uh at eighteen sixty five, because they revoked it, Johnson, eighteen seventy, reconstructed it, nineteen nineteen, gave the civics to the women the women were really never taught. Here comes a new woman. We're seeing how they didn't take on the civics. I'll be a woman. That's what those dramatics were doing. So they'll do all that they can to own the land, even if it means putting on the illusion of being gender because the homosexual is really that white man trying to say, I'll take up the new civics. It's interesting. What, he always what, when they came. behind the scenes. Go ahead, Bill. And what, when they came over here, wasn't this a matriarch of the, the, the well, female? Well, that was us as a matriarchic people, but because we came into their garrison in 1863 under the emancipation, we came under the new heading of whatever their laws were, a.k.a. Helios, Bibliothes, the Bible. Right. So that that changed everything, but I'm saying the man of the, our, our brothers who came into the fort, into the garrison, never was given the civics because they drew the black church code laws, the Jim Crow laws, and they gave the right that should have been given to them to the black man to our women, 19th Amendment, and then started really honoring it in 18, excuse me, 1964. Now they're trying to talk about civil rights. But your civil rights should have been in 1919, 1920. Then don't forget, they tried to do the war and send off a lot of the men, and those are the men who did stand up. Those are the men who were lynched, speaking up, or sundown towns. Come on, man. It's, they, they, it's getting crazy. It's so much to keep up with. I'm just yeah. saying, somehow, some way, we as men must remember because we were enemies of the state even back then because of the Jim Crow laws, don't get rid of our women, encourage our women that we have to work together for the sake of the children or our children become proletariats, a.k.a. children of the states, wars of the All states. Every day. It's a lot, man. It's a All lot. day, every day. If we don't get them, somebody else will. You yeah. got to reclaim so, all so, that, man. Yeah. Because if you don't know what I'm talking about, look at India. Look at India, what they've done to their children. India don't mean us no good. China don't mean us no good. 
Even the British Empire don't mean it so good, but they're changing it in a vast way because they know in this Aquarius that they knew that was coming, they knew we would no longer stand for just anything. So now they need our children to be, a.k.a. degenerate, destroy the property, make an illusion as though we're, we're not trying to advance ourselves in this, create a rebel, and here come all the other countries, all the other children come against us to be downtrodden, a.k.a. make us a savage, and then they run the property. I wish the young people that, but... in this country could take a page ahead, from Beth. the people in Africa who said they ain't having it no more. They're not having it. Ahead, but, the, but 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 those Africans over there, the like Kwame said, they're just gonna. That's why they knocked off uh, Gaddafi because it wasn't about the gold. He was gonna try to run his own communications. So he stumbled upon something that was early, and because he couldn't run his own satellite, they sent the African people in there, shut all that shit down. Yep. And and you said an illusion because I'm seeing a lot of our young people, they're getting wise because a lot of the uh, parents are getting wise to this system. Yes. And they tell yes. their young people, the, the grandparents, the parents is figuring this out. We yes. under a banking system. Yes, yes. A commercial let me throw system. One more, yeah. Let me throw one Go more ahead. out there. Lately, and I'm, I'm a little older, not as old as you, my my big brother, but I'm there, okay? <laughs> and Bever there, okay? <laughs> but uh, we, we, we're your cousins, okay? We You're the big cousin. Here we go. <laughs> Uh, a lot of our people are inside these wooden caves. Get out! I'm with Kawami on this now. Get in! Get mm-hmm. in that atmosphere into that sunlight, and they have been trying to block it because that light is different. I'm telling you that that, that yeah. that's a white light. It's yeah. different. Get into that sunlight. That's your kid. I got to put that out there. And Bev, I, I thought they, I thought they gonna knock you off the show. I've been looking for you so much, Bev. I'm like, what the heck is going well, on? Ain't nobody on. Huh? Has it started? Yeah, but, <laughs> no, because blog, other shows, they were people were calling me, telling me that they couldn't get on blog. I think they yeah. might have been trying to knock blog talk off. Period. <laughs> Too much information getting out. Bev, I'm on your side. I'm just saying, I, I I believe this is their way of when we want to shut down the real Negro net, a.k.a. newspaper, because mm-hmm. see, everything else is a folly. See, Dr. X, that's mm-hmm. why you got to stay on post, man. You got to stay mm-hmm. on post. This, and that other young man who said, he, where are you at, and you Trump and all that, I, I don't care about that. You yeah. keep the people with the underground railroad of information. You got to do yeah. this. Now, don't don't get me wrong. I, I know it's a lot to be pushing at, but let your significant other know you've been called to this. I, I ain't going because, nowhere, my brother. Okay, because it's, it's coming to an end for people to understand how it really works. You are the yeah. underground press, brother. The truth of our You understand? Family. Power family is my energy source. Okay, I then. We're all on the same page. So you just stay here till they knock us off. <laughs> and and, and, and when they know. knock us off, when they knock us off, we know how to do the smoke signals. We know how to communicate. Tell the truth, Beth. 
Tell the truth. There you go, wisdom. I hear you loud and clear. Mm-hmm. Hey, take another call before the night is over. I enjoyed, right. I enjoyed you, brother. You. Missed you also, brother. <laughs> better love, Hotep. As usual. Hotep better love. Better love. Hotep. Yes, sir. All righty. Uh, who's this? Tugmo? You muted? Come on, Tech. You ain't been on here with me in a minute, man. What's going on, y'all? Can y'all hear me? There you go. <laughs> yes. There you go. Happy, happy, up, happy belated birthday. Thank you very much, Dad. Yeah, Thank you. Happy anniversary, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I went, ended up at um concert in, in um, Yankee Stadium, man. Excellent concert. But it lasted what eight hours, though, man. It was what eight, eight hours. Huh? What what hours? Yeah, it was like eight and a half hours, man. Yeah, it was. It what was concert was that? Um, it was the 50th anniversary of hip hop concert. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, so there was it was a it was a lot of people there, bro. A lot of people there. And, um, yeah, so it was good, man. I stayed for the whole thing. You, you know what I'm saying? You know, walk right back from the Yankee Stadium to my house. It was like a 10-minute walk, you know, so yeah. it, was, it worked out good, you know. I didn't have to travel nowhere, but it was yeah, excellent concert, man. I was I enjoyed myself initially, you know. Um, I just say good, man. That's excellent. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Um, I had a couple things. To, man, what's going on in night? I guess it's called Nigeria, right? I just Nigeria? call it what, what I was when we when we grew up. It was called Niger. It's kind of like Kiev. Now they want to tell yeah. me that what was Kiev is now Keys, and what was Niger is now Niger. No, you can pronounce it the way you want to. I'm pronouncing it the way I've been pronouncing it all my life. Yeah, we all in school, you know, that was our chance, you know, so we called it nigger. Absolutely. So that's what makes it very important um, to the Europeans and to the um, Russians who seem to have the grip over them because they hung up the Russian flag. So I, I can start to see a lot of proxy wars starting to get set off in Russia. That's I mean, not right. Russia, or Africa. Africa. Huh? <laughs> uh, no, I just said oh, you're absolutely on it. And yeah, that's not the only thing. Yeah, I could. Try, I see them trying to get in other places. Um, I think I sent you an interview with that dude Kennedy. Did, did, did I send that to you? He was on. He went to a hip hop show and did an interview. Yeah, I, I think I saw the interview. Okay, yeah. So it left me a little confused 
because I thought that you couldn't be a felon and be the president. You mean with Trump? No, I thought that was the rule. No. With Kennedy. Huh? I'm talking, talking about, about Kennedy. Kennedy. When, is Kennedy. when did Kennedy get to be a felon? He got. He said he'd been to jail 11 times. He was a big-time drug addict, uh, blew his whole teenage and young adult life getting high, getting in trouble. Robert Kennedy I, Jr.? Yeah, I sent you the interview he did with the rappers. He, okay. he was talking about prison reform. He like, man, I was up in there. I did 11 months here, did 12 months here. I mean, he was one of the brothers, man. Black people and me got along great in there. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, I was like, well, how the hell can he be president if he did all this time? I, I was kind of confused. You I'm going to have to go listen. I saw a little expert. I had okay, so I'm going to send you the whole interview because I might have just sent you a little. Because he puts them out in sections, then he drops. The whole thing once yeah. he gets to the last part, but I yeah. sent you the whole interview, and I was like, "Wow!" And then he also was—he was dropping little jewels with them dudes. They wasn't catching, so they didn't have good follow-up questions. But he pretty much said that the Kennedys owned a huge section of Bedford Stuyvesant, and still do. And his family's the ones who started the gentrification in Brooklyn. But they didn't catch wow. it because he didn't call it gentrification. He oh, he built the path mark and this and that over there and got the people out of there that was doing bad. And he's like, oh, yeah, that was so great. And I'm thinking, that's the gentrification, dummy. You know yeah, what I'm saying? But, um, they called it urban renewal back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. But, yeah, I'm going to send that to you, man, because I was um, kind of thrown up. Yeah, yeah, because I was kind of thrown aback, like, this dude was a crackhead. I, I, he kind of lost a lot of credibility with me. Like, man, this dude, I, you know, I thought he was a Kennedy, man. He's a, he's a, he's a Kennedy, um, you know, a black Kennedy over here, man. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, what the hell you got going on? It's huh? a well-rich family that don't have a bunch of misfits in their family. That's mm-hmm. rare when you don't see that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so that this is the this is the Hunter Biden of the Kennedy family, bro. Like, oh, wow. okay, he's the he's the Tyrone um, <laughs> Biggums of the Kennedys. Okay, <laughs> Kennedy Biggums, you know. But yeah, I'm gonna send that to you, bro. Um, yeah. And I wanted to say I've been doing research because I was doing shows on human enhancement, you know. Um, some of the technologies they have to enhance humans. Uh, and I was into the the medicine. Mm-hmm. And huge person, who who you think I'm going to name, man, that's into this human enhancement through pills and medicines and sonics? Elon Musk. No, nah, not Elon. Come on, man. You, 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 you did an article on this dude. He... Um, He's threatening black people. You know, he's gonna drug them to death. You won't be able to. You won't be able to feel or touch your kids. You won't even know your kids is around. Uh, uh, Nobody Hariri. Nah, his name's uh, Harley Pastinick. Harley Pastinick. Oh yeah, Harley. I okay, know who so you're talking about. He's the um. Celebrity trainer. 
He was the handler for for uh, for um West uh, Kanye. 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 Exactly. And then when Kanye went off to start talking about the Jews, he took on that text. Like, man, I'm a, so I did to you last time we bad. I'm going to have you so drugged up. You won't even know your name. You won't remember your kids. You don't remember that? Yeah, yes, I do. Really? All right, so this dude, this dude is the leading guy. So all these stars mess with him because yeah. he's selling them this human enhancement stuff, which allows them to um, stay up for three days. Yeah, exactly. And um, get them, you, you know, put them down for three days too if they need to, but keep them up, That's right. keep them strong, um, have them working out, lifting double the weight and all this stuff um, through these um, mushrooms and different things that he's putting together. And I was like, wow, this is the dude that's drugging Kanye. You know, yeah. of course, the articles wasn't talking about that. They was talking about all how great his um, human enhancement is and how it worked for Lady Gaga and Beyonce and Rihanna and all these stars that go to him to get the, he's the plug. He's the plug. Wow. You know what I'm saying? He, whatever yeah. he's selling them, that keeping them up for three days, sound like some type of cocaine to me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So he's the plug out there for all these people in Hollywood. So, Harley Paston, they keep coming up in the research on human enhancement, which shows me why he got so much, much of these high, I mean, this dude got high-end celebrities, Oprah, you know, it's like, damn, who we don't got, you know, Tom Cruise, Will Smith, I mean, everybody in Hollywood go to this one dude, because he's the plug, man, but I'll mute myself. Yeah, you hook up with him, and while the rest of us sleep, a day in the lab, okay? Uh, yeah, he called five, eight, and, and, and he called one of his drugs Soma. That's the drug from um, Grave New World. Or 1984. There you go. In uh, the, the 1984 in, that, in the show where they was all taking that drug and then they're high and horny and they can stay up yeah. and party all night and they still feel no pain and they just fuck whoever they want, and then the next day they, you know, go through the whole cycle again. Right. Exactly. That's what he's Crazy, telling. Man. I, I, you going you to make me go back and take a look at that dude again? Because I remember all these different people that he was connected with, and it was mind-blowing. So that's more food on my plate. But i tell you what was interesting to me. I saw a little piece today. When Oprah Winfrey came out, uh, now she's been uh, up under the rug trying to hide because they've been whooping our ass all over the Internet, okay, based on her uh, connections with people like Pastinet. Well, she came out and basically pointed to the fact that she was one of the people that bought land on that island, Maui, and that she was looking forward to the transformation of that island. That island is going to be one of the new smart cities. That's why they destroyed it. And anybody that don't think that they destroyed it, go in and do a little search on Maui and the World Economic Forum. They already had the plans laid out. Go ahead, Bear. 
And they had stole that land from the uh, Mali chief and them years ago. Yeah. But a lot of them people were lucky enough to hang on to their property. And they these people opened them, they've been trying to buy the property. But the people mm-hmm. won't sell. So they burn them out. So can't the people, uh, don't they have insurance? Can't they rebuild instead of letting them come the in? I've come out and said that they weren't up to code. After the fire. Uh, wait a minute, man. Biden, Biden said he was going to take care of them. And he sent Biden, them all a check. He sent them all a check for $700. dollars got $700, man. So hopefully right. they can stretch that out and get a new house with $700, bro. That's In Hawaii. In Hawaii. But he, it came out that he's been in. Ten thousand dollars a month here in New York to house the migrants in hey, these um, luxury hotels that usually cost ten thousand dollars a night. Ten thousand dollars a week. A week, yeah, not even a month, a week. Yep. For and doing hotels nothing are... but coming here illegally, and the people in New York in certain areas are going off. Just yeah, like and, they're, and they're destroying. They're destroying the hotels. And, and the um, hotels is like the fire departments getting angry because they're saying that the ceilings are caving in in these hotels and everything. But these people never had running water. They just leave it running. You know, it's, they think, I don't know what's wrong with them, bro. But, yeah, it's out of control, man. I know what's wrong out with of them. They've been given carte blanche. Because they sanctuary citizens, which means they don't yeah. have any obligations to do anything, and they're not. Mm-hmm. And, and that stupid mayor, oh, we just got rid of Big Dick. All right? Y'all don't have to get rid of that dude. Period. Yeah, a lot of people don't like him. A lot of people are talking um, one term for him. Um, but one, I, one thing I know is once once they put a Republican against him, they all going to rally behind him. They're going to run the same game plan they always want. And they gonna, we got to go out at the last minute. We got to go and support him because, the, you know, they're going to have the dude from um, – I can't stand him either, man. He's the one who always running against this dude is um, – Silver from the the Guardian Angels. Oh no, man! Not him. Yeah, with the per- beret, the with the red beret. Yeah, you know, he's the guy. Yeah, he's the guy who Adams ran against it once. He was the Republican nominee, and uh, he's he's already he's you know running against him again. And I'm like, come on, man. Y'all got to come up with somebody better than this because this dude everybody knows is a street racist. I'm going to tell you know? would be perfect for New York City. And I don't know if he lived there. I don't know where he lived. This guy, Vivek Ramaswamy, he would be perfect for New York. Oh, the Indian dude? Yes. Oh, no, no. I wouldn't vote for him. No, he ain't. Him. He pulled a no, I wouldn't either. I don't like his vibe. He ain't right. He ain't. Nope. <laughs> 
Yeah, we got too many Indian people for him, man. He'll be on had drunk. Yeah, I know somebody that work at the post office, and that's what they they got the Indian in charge, and they got all their relatives and and friends and the place and turned Indian. Come on now, y'all yeah. y'all stereotyping this dude, man. Nah. It'll be a nah. it'll be a Seven Eleven by every corner, a goddamn <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts and Subway everywhere. Come on, man. And taking up the whole city. Hotels everywhere. At least you'll be able to get some cheap gas, man. Hmm. That's all right, man. I'd rather I'd rather Mm -hmm. pay for the expensive gas from the Venezuelans, man. Well, well, look, y'all better something. Because if that dude get another point, he already, man, making himself look bad. Nobody's got to say anything. Because now he's running away from what he was basically boasting about the most. Sanctuary City. Sanctuary City, come on down. We got room. Mm-hmm. Well, he, yeah, because he realized that Biden ain't funding You know, he, and he's he, from the beginning. And the so what his plan is, is he got the he got an ace in the whole plan. His plan is to send them all to school. And if he send them all to school, they get federal funding for them. So that's his okay. plan. So they're going to flood the schools with these 20-some-year-old people acting like they're teenagers. Yes, they don't speak no English. Huh? I said yes, because these are not children. These are grown-ass men. They're grown men, yeah, but they're going to say they're teenagers because it's going to come with some benefits if they go to school. So they're going to all, yeah, you know, they're going to tell their 20-year-old kids, man, your ass is 16. Now go to school. So they're going to be going to school with gray (laughs) hair in their beard, and they're going to, you know, learn how to speak English, and they're going to get a big check, like... This is all. This is what they do to black people. Like it's a, it's gonna be. They're gonna come to fix a problem. It really is gonna be for all for money for them. Everything yeah. is gonna be set up corporately. And uh, what the brother said yeah. earlier, uh, the five hundred one C four. I don't know if y'all remember. It was around two thousand twelve. In the Pope, it was um. I don't think it was this dude, though. I think it was the last pope, the other pope, mm. Benedict. He yeah. um, went to Canada. They went up to Canada. He, he um, Shucks, man. He got them to sign over that, that time. I think Obama was the president. I think he even went to Congress, and Boehner quit, like, a couple days after he went there. Remember that? Yes. Bane of the orange dude, the um the orange oh, congressman, uh, and he quit a couple days after the Pope went to Congress and gave a private speech to the Congress people, and they created that that new 501c4 to replace the 501c3. So what the brother was saying about charity, that's all coming from the Vatican because he went there and did that, and uh, when when it happened, man, it was a bunch, it was a big deal, you know, all over the Everybody did videos on it. You know, a bunch of the brothers from the conscious community was on it. Dr. Valentine did a video. It was a bunch of videos on it when it happened. They must have changed the designation because, as I recall, 501c4 was like a charitable, it was like a church organization, but it didn't exclude being involved in politics. 501c3 uh, 
precludes you from getting involved in politics. You cannot support politicians, but you're not supposed to. They do it anyway, okay? Mm-hmm. Nonpartisan. 501c4 back in the day well, was a different designation in that you could be involved in politics, but I think it puts you in a, in a different tax status. Now, have they changed? They, they, they apparently have changed all that? Uh, what I remember, and I'm going to have to, because yeah, it didn't even hit me until Bola was talking about it, it might jog my memory. The 501c4 changed to being the charitable organization could work as the church once did. It gets mm-hmm. all types of protections now that the church has. So, and it also, you give a lot of your rights away once you accept those charities, because that's right. what charitable organization. So um, the churches run through the 501c4 instead of the 501c3, which right. they'll have certain other protections. I, I'm going to do some research on it again. Me it's too. been a few years. Man, it's been a bunch of years for me, because I just but noticed the influx of the NGOs, and it's like they just took over. I don't know how they do that. Well, d- yeah. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay. okay. Just oh, we like way the, uh, I know. Just, just like uh, what we had, hands raised, don't shoot. Ain't that what Black Lives took over? Remember that? started, And that's what they do. They, t- they just... Take over something, change it, and make it something else. Yeah, because, man, that's, I, I was fascinated by the different C designations. You know, the, this, mm-hmm. man, that was back doing the credit union and stuff because you, you want to know all that stuff to figure out ways to maneuver around this this financial maze that they were putting people in. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that it was 501C3. I mean, everybody. And then yeah. all of a sudden, everybody was getting uh, NGO status. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't figure out how, how these people, because that was basically only connected to the United Nations, which meant that there were certain things that you could do in this country as a citizen using your uh, NGO status, but it didn't override 501c3. But it's like the the, the uh, NGOs have just put all the other ones to shame. Mm-hmm. So it's always game. They they have to run game on people. Yeah. And you yeah. really need an organizational structure just to stay up with what these people are doing. And see, a lot of the 501c4s, they deal, they participate in lobbying and political activities yes. and campaigns and all that stuff. That's right. But, hell, that may have changed by now, Bill. So well. I, I'm going to have to take a look at it. Mm-hmm. All righty. So we, um, we have went over looking forward to tomorrow to continue uh, this enlightening information 
That's why we not in the dark. You you know, you put the spotlight on it so we could see where, where the roaches and stuff is at. Absolutely. And we thank you, thank us, thank the listeners, and we'll be back tomorrow. Same time, Absolutely. same place. Better love. Hotel family, better love. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.